put out a tweet saying what's coming up on the show today. I just got all the Would You Rather Wednesday scenarios up, and it might be a minute before I can do that. Hi, good morning. It's Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn. He's Griffin. Busy day ahead on a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of GCR. Today's show is brought to you by the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Use the code TAILGATE at GinsuGrills.com. Save $100. Make sure you include in that rundown what uh, Carson's going to be doing this morning. Very important. Got You'll it, save $100 when you pre-order your Ginsu Kamado Grill. Again, GinsuGrills.com. Use the code TAILGATE. And, of course, this Sunday, Raven's back at home, and it's a night game. So, got a day's worth of tailgating ahead of you. Stop by the game day firehouse. 1202 Ridgely Street, just west of the stadium at the Firefighters Union Hall. Sample the cooking from the Ginsu Kamado Grill. And, and, register to win your own Ginsu Kamado Grill, as well as $500 worth of grilling meats. A lot to do this morning. In a few minutes, Mike Golick is going to join us. He will be on the call Sunday night for Ravens Steelers on Westwood One. We will preview that with him also this morning. Our buddy Drew Forrester will check in with us, although apparently he will not be joining us in studio. So praise be to Allah, or whoever you'd like to to praise. I'm all good with it. Uh, Also this morning, our friend Kevin Brown is going to join us. The Military Bowl is this afternoon in Annapolis, Duke in Central Florida. And the great Kevin Brown, of course, Orioles broadcaster, he will be on the call for ESPN on the Military Bowl. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk some Orioles as well with our guy, Kevin Brown. All that coming up. Plus, young Carson Triweekly came in this morning. He is here. He's not died. He didn't quit because he found out that he had uh, tied for the loss. Carson is not here, though. (laughs) He stopped by. He said hello. And then we decided to send him back out to the store. And the reason why we decided to do that is we... For those that are following along, we had a side bet last week on picks, and Carson and I tied for last at four and five amongst the folks who were in on the side bet. Now, the the bet itself was a Duke's Mayo bath, like the winner of Maryland-NC State will be taking on Friday. Maybe Mike Loxley, hopefully Mike Loxley. There's two problems there. One, the first being... We keep trying to figure out a way to practically do it as part of the show, and there's just no practical way to do it as part of the show. Like, it's just not going to work. And and we've like, I've thought it through, thought about a bunch of different ideas. There's no way to make it work as part of the show. So in order to have the punishment be part of the show, I have decided I will still go ahead and take the mayo bath. And it'll be great news for my kids because my kids will be allowed to dump the mayonnaise on me. Look, if one of if John Proctor wants to come be the one to dump the mayonnaise on me, by all means, we'll let message me, pal. We'll figure out a way you can stop by the house and do it. Just we're gonna do it out here on the sidewalk and then point the camera out there. But there's still gonna be a mess out on the sidewalk, and we don't have like a hose to be able to clean it up. And you know, this is we li- we're in a business park. We share the space with other people. Like it's it would not be appropriate for us to just leave mayonnaise sitting on the sidewalk. So it's just not going to work to do it as part of the show. It's it's a bad idea. But while I'll still do it. I'm going to do it. And for the sake of show content, young Carson Triweekly is currently driving to the grocery store and purchasing a thing of Oreos, which he will bring back here to the studio. 
And grip. By the way, should we double check to make sure that mayonnaise is still good? That's in the fridge. I'm sure it is. Do oh, you? I can triple check. Do you want to make yeah. sure that? So, because wasn't that like a couple months ago? Mayonnaise. I know, but we just want to make sure. We have some Duke's mayonnaise here, so we thought the backup punishment that Carson could go with in order to have show content is that he would channel his own inner Mike Golick Jr., not the Mike Golick that will be joining us in a few minutes, but his inner Mike Golick Jr. and consume six Oreos this morning dipped, I mean covered, right? He understands what we're covering. Yes, is that what's Perfect. The? May 28th, uh, okay. 2023. All right, I just yeah. wanted to make sure. Is there enough there for six Oreos to be covered in oh, yeah. mayonnaise? Oh, yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, a little bit more than half the jar. Make sure, yeah, smell that. Make sure it still smells. I don't really know what Duke's mayonnaise is supposed to smell like. I've never used Duke's mayonnaise. By the way, no... Co- I mean, you good? smells like mayonnaise. No company has ever got more bang for their buck in a bowl like um, relationship. I, I mean, the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl was pretty... I mean, that was... Come on, man. <laughs> like, that was pretty on point. But my God, has no company ever done better with a bowl sponsorship than Duke's mayonnaise has done with the mayonnaise bowl and uh, the way that they uh, dump the mayonnaise. I don't really at this point know why it is that all bowl games aren't condiment sponsors. Like, why wouldn't Sweet Baby Ray's look at whatever they're doing with Duke's mayonnaise and say to themselves, you know what? We might want to get in on that. We might want to consider whether or not that would be something that we'd be willing to do. Makes no sense to me. All right, so Carson will do that during the course of the show this morning. As soon as he gets back, he will consume six mayonnaise, six covered mayonnaise Oreos. Not just a little, t- like, covered mayonnaise Oreos. And I will still do the mayo bath. That's the way it's going to go. All right, a couple things at the top of the show before we get to our buddy Mike Golick. One, um, so I... I the Luka Doncic thing is just nuts. I mean, it's just bonkers. It's going to pop up during Would You Rather Wednesday, presented by Glory Days Girl. We'll get to that. I mean, it's just it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. 60 points, 20 rebounds, 10 assists. What? What? And, and joins the following list of players who have accomplished that feat. No one. <laughs> Holy hell. 60 point, 20 rebounds. 10 assists. That's just bonkers, man. It's just bonkers. And again, part of the reason, we talk about this with sports all the time. The reason why you watch sports is because you just never know. Oh, and it's, by the way, that alone, if they had won the game by 40, would still be the most amazing thing we've ever seen. It just so happens to be, they needed every single one of them (laughs) in order to win the game. This was the stat. It's funny because we had just dealt with the uh, Pistons uh, Clippers thing the night before. The stat from Tim McMahon, who's a a Dallas writer for ESPN. NBA teams were 0 and 13,884 in the last 20 seasons when trailing by at least 9 with 35 or fewer seconds remaining. (laughs) I mean, this is why you watch sports. This is why you're a fan is because you just never know when you be watching something nondescript, or really last night, more like Twitter's telling you about something nondescript, and you say, oh, because nobody sat down last night, unless you're in New York or Dallas, nobody sat down to watch the the Knicks-Mavericks game, but the moment Twitter started talking about it, you said, huh, maybe I should get over there. Maybe I should go ahead and take a look-see at that thing. Unbelievable. I mean, really unreal. Who was it that uh, Aaron suggested, 
Somebody suggested last week we put in an MVP vote because mm. right, I talk it. a lot about how MVP works. This might be the night that you said perhaps you slide that money over to Luca because narratives become significant. And when you have moments like this, now I screwed this up last year. Remember the game where John Morant had like the insane dunk and the wild three, and I said might want to toss a couple bucks on John Morant. Yeah, that didn't work out so well. It was uh, Aaron said to put uh, Kevin Durant NBA MVP. And I get it. I understand. I'm just wondering if maybe last night isn't the type of thing that ends up sort of holding over a little bit and the type of thing that ends up being significant that we don't remember. Most people, the average person, does not remember what happened in an NBA game on any particular night. But when something extraordinary happens, it tends to stay with you a little bit and maybe ends up altering. For what it's worth, uh, FanDuel, he's now the third favorite behind Jason Tatum and Giannis. Uh, He's at plus 440. Pretty good. Pretty good value. I I might be willing to toss a couple of bucks on that. Just, you know, why not, right? Like, why not? Uh, So that was incredible. Uh, not incredible. Uh, Nathan Eovaldi now comes off the list, and it looks like the Orioles will be shut out in significant pitchers. Is there anybody that I'm forgetting about that's still out there that hasn't signed? I feel like we've gotten through the entirety of the list. Syndergaard's not still out there, is he? No, Syndergaard was gone a while ago. Um, I'm pretty sure it was that was the last like notable starting pitcher that was still available on the market. Um we'll double Ooh, look at this man. Did you buy more? No, you just got the mayonnaise from the back. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Hang on. Just got the mayo from the back. You just got the mayo from the back. We'll talk about that more in a second. Um Hang on a second. Is there anybody that's still out there? I am not really seeing anybody still out there, if I'm being honest with you. David Price he didn't. He already confirmed that he's not pitching this year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Granky. So we talking free agent pitchers. Yes. Yeah. Johnny Cueto. Oh, is Johnny Cueto still available? Yes. Still, I I haven't seen him get signed yet. I didn't realize. Unless that. it happened last night or this morning. No, we no, could, no. We no. can put together like the best 2010 rotation with Granky and Kluber and yeah, and Cueto. You can, you, oh, is, right. is Granky still? Yeah, Granky mm-hmm. still. Out. still I don't out know there. why it is that. I guess <laughs> the problem is I had my list of guys that I was interested in. Ivaldi was. Wa- Waka's still out there too. I thought Waka signed. Mega Waka. I thought he. No, yeah, he's still out there. Really? I thought he I thought I saw him sign Dylan Bundy. Oh man. <laughs> I have I have some thoughts. I have some thoughts. All right, I guess huh, how about that? Zach Davies. Um oh it was Rich Hill who signed, oh, not yeah, Michael yeah. Waka. Sorry. Rich Hill, who the Orioles have been connected to, uh signed with the Pirates, so he is off the list. He's also forty three, but you know, it's what it is. Look, man, I get it. Ivaldi was a guy that a lot of us sort of said, Yeah, that would make some sense. And so, you know, there's a, every time this happens, there's a bummer. I don't actually understand how this works. So I saw from Nathan Ruiz yesterday. And look, shame on me for not knowing this, and maybe I should have asked Nathan Ruiz the answer. So after the Evaldi news, he tweeted out, oh, man, what did he tweet? He said, if the Orioles sign another start of the season, it won't cost them a draft pick. And I have to be honest with you, I don't I, – I, I don't even – like I know the structure for football. I don't know what the structure is for baseball as far as signing free agents and the compensatory rounds of the draft. So admittedly, like it's possible that the Orioles wanted to wait until a certain number of pitchers had signed. Like I, 
I don't know how I don't honest to God don't know what that is and maybe I'm going to put Griffin on that assignment. Did you send out a tweet about the guests? Yes. Okay. Yes. So we got that. Your next assignment is to try to figure out what that is because I meant to do that last night after I saw this tweet and I realized I completely forgot. Just plum forgot. And normally that would be an intern assignment, but Carson's got something far more important to do this morning. So that's going to have to default to you, pal. I'm sorry, it's just the way it's going to go. Fair enough, fair you enough. get that assignment. You're the one that's got to look into um, you know why it is that, that that there's a pitcher thing with compensatory pi- or I don't know if it's just pitchers. I don't I don't know what it is. I'm spitting also this morning. It's not I good. think that if you if you lose a guy like not lose, but if you had a guy uh, on a contract larger than like fifty million dollars, and then he signs with another team in free agency, you get a compensation pick. And then if you have a guy from another team that you pick up for over $50 million, I think you lose a pick. But that doesn't make sense, because then what would last night have to do with, like, they could still give Johnny Cueto $50 million. Yeah, that, that's where you So why was Ivaldi like, the end of the line for guys that would cost picks? I, I, yeah. I just don't. I, I don't know. I don't know. I Again, I'm assigning Griffin to get to the bottom of it. Might want to have a better man for the job, but I'm going to trust... Whoa. I'm going to trust, trust Griffin. I trust Griffin. And he's going to figure I it out. I trust Griffin. Uh, final news uh, item that was worth covering this morning, obviously, is the Ed Reed story, which is really quite wild. Um, Ed Reed will be taking a head coaching job at Bethune-Cookman. I tell you what's funny is someone, I can't remember who it was, but they reshared that video of Ed Reed explaining the thing where he baited Peyton Manning into an interception by lining up at the wrong place on the field a couple years ago. And I remember somebody in local media saying, it feels like Ed should probably be coaching. Somebody should be giving Ed a bag to coach somewhere right now. And ironically, within a day or two, here he is taking the job at Bethune-Cookman. Um, makes some sense. He's a Florida guy. You know, he had been down at Miami. Also, maybe seeing what Deion Sanders had done. To be clear, I don't think Ed Reed is Deion Sanders. From the, I'm trying to say this in a nice way, from the salesman side of it. I think Deion Sanders is willing to do more of that because he spent his entire career doing more of that. Ed is not that guy. Ed's a like a fundraiser. He's been a charitable person. He's done those types of things. But just putting him out there himself out there to do things like Deion Sanders doing a partnership with like Barstool Sports, I don't see Ed being that guy. No, I could be wrong. Maybe Ed's a different place in his life, but from the guy that I knew covering him, I don't see him doing that. To me, Ed's a football coach. He's a guy that loves, breathes, understands football, and that's the reason why I think it makes sense for Bethune-Cookman. And, yes, the name value is significant as well for a place like that. Um, I know my guy Cordell was pointing out, like, boy, I, I wonder why Morgan wasn't more involved with Ed Reed a year ago. Why, why wouldn't that have been the case when they ended up hiring Damon Wilson? And, you know, it's a fair thing to put out there. I don't know like what will prove to be the better hire it's easy to just say well look at how Deion Sanders succeeded at Jackson State Ed Reed's definitely going to do the same thing at Bethune-Cookman I don't know nearly enough about Bethune-Cookman as a program to have any feel for what Ed Reed is going to be able to do as a coach but I know that for a program like Bethune-Cookman there's absolutely no reason not to try this and for Ed Reed the person the football mind the I mean, the man's a, a, as close to about a football genius as we know. It makes all the sense in the world to want that dude to come down to that program and give it his best effort. 
I think it makes all the sense in the world. And, you know, he's also been involved in coaching. Like, he was co- an assistant with the Bills. He was working on staff at Miami. It's not like the Jeff Saturday thing where you're just taking a player and saying, go give it your best shot. Like, Ed Reed has done the work as a coach to be in this opportunity. So, makes all the sense in the world to me for a program like Bethune-Cookman to give it a shot. If you're lamenting the fact that it's not Morgan State, I get it. I think Damon Wilson is a heck of a coach. I think he's going to have the opportunity to succeed there as much as anyone will have the opportunity to succeed. I understand why the idea of the name value and the branding that comes along with Ed Reed would be something that you would say, I think the guy can coach, and I think he could deliver even more for a school because of that name value, and that's why I'm disappointed that it's not him. Fine. Fine. I understand that. I know that's what our buddy Cordell was talking about yesterday. All right, now before we get to Mike Golick, we're going to channel our inner Mike Golick Jr. So Carson Triweekly is here. You bought the whole pack of Oreos. You didn't find the little guy. That's right. You know what I thought about getting? You know those little Oreo dipping sticks that come with the cream? I thought that would have been funny. I don't. The dipping sticks. They got Ritz ones and they got Oreo ones. I'm not sure I'm familiar with There's Ritz ones that are little mini Ritz that come with cheese dip, and Mm. there's little mini Oreo sticks that come with cream. I'll be honest with you. You're kind of breaking news to me. Really? That (laughs) elementary school, those were a hit. If you had those in your lunch, it was a good day. Um, I mean, (laughs) I mean... I I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to dive into it. It's on me. They are really good. So famously last year at the Mayonnaise Bowl, Mike Golick Jr. terrified the nation when he. This is we'll talk to Kevin Brown about this. Sometimes the bowl games you got to do a little bit more. The sponsors are the ones paying your 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 tab, so you got to do a little bit for them. And for some reason, the decision was made to have him. Dip Oreos in mayonnaise. I disagree with that decision. By the way, get a get like a plate or something. Because I want to make sure that we're not okay. dripping mayonnaise on anything. All right. So I don't know why that was the decision that was made, but that was the decision that was made. It got it accomplished exactly what they wanted to accomplish. It went very viral. It got everybody talking about the mayonnaise bowl and mayonnaise and Oreos, and it became almost an international incident. Other other countries said this is the reason why we hate you. In fairness. I don't disagree. So Carson and I tied. I, as I said at the top, I'm still going to take the mayo bath. It's just not going to be something we can do on the show. So in order to have some show content, we've decided that Carson is going to pivot to the alternate punishment of six Oreos dipped in mayonnaise. And you're going to do the first one here now. Okay. I want to make sure we're clear. Like, this is not, like, a little bit of, like, you got to really get that Oreo in the mayonnaise. Yeah, I also want to... Uh, say that Golik described the Oreo mayonnaise combination as an interesting combination of flavors. It, and and by the he way, would give it a thumbs up. Yeah, I'm gonna bet that I would not agree with said. Now, if you end up being an Oreo mayonnaise guy, that's your call. This horrifies me. Like the thought. Are you a mayonnaise fan to begin with? Uh, I I like it, but like you're, when I tell you, I only like a little bit on my sandwich. I don't like a, like a tiny bit. Okay, so all right, so this should horrify like, you. I don't as like well. it to separate. Like I don't all like right. I go, I don't want to see it above we, the bread. We I have to like call Mike Senior here in one second. So let's go ahead and do this. Right. This is gonna be number one. And throughout the morning, uh, Carson will be uh, enjoying his mayonnaise Oreos with uh, with legitimate Duke's mayonnaise. That's straight shoot. That texture just is disturbing to look at it's also it, off a fork so it it's, looks it's, like it's got but it looks like more oreo cre- does it need griffin does he need more 
I feel like That's, he might. I got. Get, I, I got. I got more than. I got more I than like, he even had on the broadcast. I, I understand that, but I think for the sake of the punishment, it needs to be a little bit more. A little bit. I mean, we have a giant Duke's thing dumped on my head. How about, how about this? All right, fine. We'll go with that. And then maybe the next one we go. So, uh, right. bon appetit. Salud. Yeah, salud. Sure. Here's the swimming with bow-legged women. Yeah. How you feeling about it? I think he likes it. Oh, my God. I think he likes it. It's terrible. Oh, God. All right. Well, that's good news. So you have to do f- it's, it's really terrible. You have to do five more throughout the course of the morning. <laughs> Describe it to me. All right. All right. Well, maybe maybe after we talk, it's to- it's, it's terrible. Right. <laughs> I'm we'll just go gonna put that. that I'm good with that. I'm good with that. That'll continue throughout the course of the morning. Poor Carson <laughs> trying to get through. Hey, did you prepare Young Utes for today? I do have Young Utes. All right. Well, we'll do Young Utes today as well. Look at that. Look at that. All right. Very good. Today's show is also brought to you by UMBC Basketball. Of course, the Retrievers have a massive game this Sunday. Now that we know Raven Steelers is at night, great way to start your day. One o'clock over at the peak. UMBC Vermont, a rematch of last year's America's East Championship game. There have been some legendary games between these teams over the years. Remember Jarris Lyles beating Vermont at the buzzer the year that UMBC went on to beat Virginia in the NCAA tournament. Get your tickets right now for Sunday to experience game day at the peak. UMBC Vermont by going to UMBCRetrievers.com. And then Sunday night, our next guest is going to be in Baltimore working Raven Steelers for Westwood One. It is a pleasure to welcome back to the program Mr. Mike Golick, who is with us now here on GCR. Mike, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, sir. Happy New Year. Thank you for taking the time for us. Oh, no problem at all. I'm excited to come up there this uh, this weekend because uh, it's not snowing like it was last weekend. <laughs> I was fortunate enough. To, I was fortunate enough Christmas night to be working the Arizona game, so. I never really got nailed by any of the the bad weather. So, uh, and I hear it's supposed to be in the fifties up there. This it, it is after, and we had the the coldest game in Ravens history this past Sunday when they played the Falcons. So this is pleasant. I mean, this is we we're talking, we're joking that it's going to be in the fifties, and we're going to say we're going to like be out there in short sleeves on Sunday night. Yep. It's going to oh, be oh, absolutely, nice. yes. Uh, Mike, when when I just say the words, well, like when you find out that the assignment is going to end up being Ravens Steelers, just what comes to mind for you? Well, I mean, you, you love that rivalry. You love hitting in this game. You love what this game is about. Now, you know, you have a Baltimore team that's that's already in the playoffs in Pittsburgh, you know, trying to break in a rookie, you know, uh, quarterback and try and see what they have going forward, even though the game a few weeks ago was just a two-point game. Um, I, I just think of a great rivalry, kind of like, you know, a hitting rivalry. You know, I played in the NFC East where they called it like the black and blue division with the running and the hitting that went on. And this game always reminds me of a hard-hitting game. No doubt, no doubt. And by the way, like the, we saw it the first time, it, it almost felt like sort of a vintage Raven-Steelers game. That, yep. you know, like from the last couple of years where it had been a bit more offense, the, the last time these teams got together, it really did almost feel like we, it ended up being 16-14, but we were kind of joking ahead of time, just penciling 13-10. to 10. That's what we're getting in this game because these are defensive teams once again. Yeah, so for those uh, that like to dabble in the gambling part of sports, uh, the under is always a pretty good bet in this type of game because they're not really, uh, especially if, uh, you know, when Lamar Jackson's not playing, they are not juggernaut offenses on either side. (laughs) Correct. There is not going to be much of that whatsoever. No. Um, That being said, Mike, obviously the big storyline for us in Baltimore, presuming they get Lamar Jackson back at some point, 
Is there a world where you've seen how they've run the ball with J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards healthy again, Ronnie Stanley back, and you've seen how they've played defense with Roquan Smith in tow? If they can get Lamar Jackson back and they just can, you know, grind this thing away on the ground, can you see a world in which the Ravens can be competitive with the top teams in the AFC and have a chance at making a Super Bowl run? Oh, sure. Listen, if you can run the ball, you can control the game. Now, you know, you have offenses in the AFC, like with a Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, even a Herbert in, 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 uh, in uh, I almost said San Diego, shame on me, in L.A. Now, Josh Allen's been throwing some red zone interceptions, but you can have big playability by those teams. But if you be able to run the ball and control it, which Baltimore can, you know, then, then you can be in pretty good shape. And the defense has been playing great. What is it, the last six or seven games, 14 points or less. If your defense is playing that well, that means you're in every game. Now, can you hold the higher scoring offenses once you get to the playoffs in the AFC down like that? Uh, maybe, maybe not, maybe, but maybe not give them their normal in the 30s or high 20s points to keep you in the game. This is all based on, listen, it's the same in Philadelphia. Philadelphia, you know, trying to get that number one seed, and they should be able to, to get one win without Jalen Hurts. You know, Baltimore's already in the dance. So right. the best thing you can do now is make sure the, the, the key players are healthy by the time you get to the playoffs because you're not going anywhere without Lamar Jackson. So you need him back on the field uh, to help run, do that running game and then obviously the way you control the ball as well. Mike Golick is with us here on GCR. A couple of interesting things you bring up there, right? Like the, the, the comparison of the Eagles, obviously like the thing that stands out is I think it's a bit more faith, you know, that the Eagles, if they need to, can throw the ball when they get Jalen Hurts yeah. back because of their wide receivers, whereas the Ravens are trying to do this weird bit where they don't have any wide receivers and they're trying to win, and it's, it's much more difficult. Um, it, it, again, as anemic as they are at that position – it, will that ultimately, no matter what, even if they get Lamar Jackson back, even if they run the ball, even if they you know play really good defense, do you feel like there's the most likely scenario is it will end up being their downfall, that they just don't have quality wide receivers to throw the ball to when they need to in big situations? Yeah, I mean, you have Mark Andrews, right? Uh, but other than that, you don't have like big hitting plays. So, yeah, I, I do. it, it kind of reminds me of Tennessee a little bit though Lamar Jackson's a much better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill, but there are two teams that live off the run, right? And, and with, with Baltimore, you live off the run, which includes Lamar, which makes it that much better. In Tennessee, it's the running of Derrick Henry, and it's the defense. And you hope if you get into a passing situation, Tannehill can control well, but it's kind of a, a wing and a prayer. right? You know, with, with Baltimore, it's kind of the same thing. If you have to, once you get to the better teams, if you're moving through the playoffs, and you find yourself 10 down, 14 down, two scores down uh, in, in that area, do you have the ability to come back? That's, that's the issue. You have the ability to have long, sustained drives with the running game, but if you're down a couple of store scores, that doesn't matter. It doesn't do you a, a damn bit of good. No You've got to be able to make some big plays with the arm and your big play receiver while he's one of the best in the business with Mark Andrews. It's just difficult to, you know, to, to hit the long ball with your tight end. Uh, Mike, you mentioned something. Mike Golick, of course, is going to be on the call Sunday night, Westwood 1 for Ravens-Steelers. You, you mentioned something there about like making sure players stay healthy, and it's an interesting conversation because we, the Ravens, if they win their next two games, they would be the AFC North winners, right? They would get a home game yes. in the playoffs. I get that nobody feels particularly confident about their ability to go into Cincinnati and beat a Bengals team that's 
you know, just looking like absolute world beaters at the moment, but it's one game in the NFL and lots of crazy things happen. Would you be making decisions, right? Like if if you were thinking about, for example, Lamar and and he said, look, I could play, I wouldn't be 100%, but I could play. Would you be thinking about saying like, ah, you know, we're, we're in, let's not worry about that. Or would you say, no, the idea of winning the division is so significant and starting at home is so worthwhile. We got to go for that. We got to push knowing if we just win our two games, we can win the division. The ultimate goal is to get to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl, and you're not doing it without Lamar Jackson. So if I'm a player, which I was for a lot of years, I want to play. I will, I will beg the coaches to let me play, and I will say everything you said. We have a chance to win the division. I want to go out there and help. Now, if I'm the organization, I have to take a step back and say, okay, we're already in. We can win the division if we bring our guys back early because you had a couple other guys you know, nicked up in the, in this game as too was Calais Campbell and somebody else was, uh, Peters was nicked up, I believe as well. Mm -hmm, Yep. So you you have to, you have to weigh that and say, we're going to the playoffs. So, and and we're not going to get a buy. So we're going to go right into the playoffs. So do we want those guys as healthy as we possibly can and win on the road, which we could do, or, you know, do we put them out there and try and get the division title To, to me? Uh, again, it depends on how serious the injury. But let's just stick with Lamar. If Lamar is is ready to go and you're just holding him off just to make sure, I could see playing him. But if he if he's not a hundred percent and you risk re-injuring anything, then you're done. You're right, done. Right. But at least now you're in and you can give him a little more time off if he needs it. I'm not in the locker room or the training room, so I sure, don't know that. Sure. But if he needs a little more time, then give him a little more time because you're in the tournament. And that's all. Division is great, and, and that's a goal. But the next goal after that is getting the playoffs. And they're in the playoffs. So once you're in the playoffs, man, everything throw everything else out, you got a chance. Do you think it would be important for him to be on the field before? Like, is Would you be worried at all about him not playing at all until the playoffs? And, you know, the word rust comes to mind at that point, right? And I know this is an eternal dumb sports radio thing. You know a thing or two about this from your sports radio career, um, this rest versus rust debate. But would you be at all worried about – someone sitting for that long. I mean, we're talking about, you know, basically six weeks at that point and then coming out there in the playoffs and having to, you know, hypothetically go on the road to somewhere like Jacksonville and just kind of flick a switch and go, go jump right back in at that point. Yeah. I mean, that's tough. And again, I I bring up Philadelphia with Jalen hurts. If Jalen hurts doesn't play anymore and they win one more game, they get a bye. He's going to go a number of weeks if they sit him, you know, if they keep him out, listen, Injury dictates all. If he's not ready to play, if Lamar's not ready to go, it's yep, a move point, you right? Do, right? Don't do it. But, you know, here the, the, the situation is you only have a couple of more games and then, and then you're in the playoffs. So if he's not going to play this week or next week, you know, where, where, where does he get the time? Do you want to try and get him time? Is it better off just to do it on the practice field? Even though the practice field never simulates full speed. And, and the, 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 the rust versus rest, is uh, or that argument is always what suits you best. If yep. all of a sudden you have to have a person out that's out for a long time, you say, "Oh, he's rested. He's going to be great." <laughs> right. You know, you, 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 it's just like a buy when you have a buy later in the season. Oh, this buy is at a perfect time. Yeah. No matter what you say, it's working for your team. So that's what you're always going to do is say it's working for your team. But you know, I'll say again, only they know how healthy he is and the risk of what the injury is, and then the risk of re-injuring. 
that in that situation. That has to go all into play because I'm sure they would like to play him before the playoffs start. I'm sure, and I know he would like to play, but you know, you have to be smart about it. Uh, I wondered if I could just a couple more minutes here with Mike Golick, Mike, Mike Tomlin, John Harbaugh, this coaching matchup. It's it's basically like the last vestige of. Um, the Ravens Steelers, you know, the, the greatest era of this rivalry is you have these two coaches who have withstood and continue to succeed. Obviously, Mike Tomlin, you know, they they might be eliminated before this game, but they would still have this thing where he's never had right. a losing record that is significant right. there. John Harbaugh now has made 10 playoff appearances in 15 seasons as a head coach. Um, and yet there are still people that will criticize and say, yeah, but he's only won one playoff game since 2014. And, you know, that's all things are true. But what these two guys have done longevity-wise and sustaining with, with personnel changes, with changes within their franchises, what do you make of these two men, John Harbaugh and Mike Tomlin, being in this situation at this point? Well, I mean, put it also put it in the situation of the organization. And understand, for Pittsburgh, they've had, what, three coaches since yeah. 1969. Yeah. So, uh, you know, because what we see, in, in forgetting just football and all the sports, we see the trigger pulled a little too quickly sometimes. Because people have got to realize, when you change a head coach, you're changing assistant coaches, you're changing philosophy, you're changing X's and O's, you're changing uh, the personality of the team. You have to go through that entire change. So, I mean, to me, I, I, I'm always, I always enjoy leaning on the side of let's give it some more time and let's see what we can do. And, and inevitably, if it comes to a point where you have to make a change, okay. But I still applaud, listen, these two coaches because they're highly successful, but also the organizations for sticking with them. Now, especially in Pittsburgh when you're not having any losing records, you don't really have a reason to get rid of your coach uh, at all. But I, and, and I, think, I think if I have this stat right, they have met – the second most times of any head coaches. The first, uh, the, the the two coaches that have met the most, Curly Lambeau and George Hallis. Holy crap! And oh, then holy. and then Mike Tomlin and John Harbaugh. I, I think I have that right. If I don't, it sounds good anyway. Yeah, we'll go I'm with it. Sure, yeah, that's a that's a I'm, note, I'm my man. Sure that, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure someone will check that, but I, I think I've read that in the notes already on this game. So kudos to them. And you know what? They're good guys, too. I've I, I gotten to know them both. I like them both a lot. I think they're, they treat their players extremely well. So, uh, I mean, what can you do but just tip your cap at two guys like that? Is there an argument for the Ravens that if they don't make a deep run in the postseason, that it might be time to reconsider their offensive strategy? That not – again, I, am, I think it's insane that anybody would suggest well, that John Harbaugh would go. But it, five years into this experiment – of just running, 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 if they don't have anything of significant to show for it, other than, again, winning a lot in the regular season, which is not nothing, should they maybe think about the way that they go about handling offense? Well, are you going to get rid of, are you not going to sign Lamar Jackson then? Is he not going to be your quarterback anymore? I mean, his, you know, we, went through, we went through this with Josh Allen. Josh Allen ran so much his first year, especially at the end of it, and we were like, wow, this is great. But Buffalo, his second year, they were like, man, do we want to get him hurt? So we didn't have him run much and just threw, and he wasn't the same. Right. So if Lamar Jackson is going to be your quarterback, you got to run the offense that fits Lamar Jackson, which means he is going to run, that team is going to run, and they're going to supplement it with the pass. And and if you're getting close, like Tennessee has been getting close, and they haven't changed, you know. So so if if people there are saying Lamar's not going to get it done, then my next question always is, well, who are you going with? 
No, I, Where are you no, going? I, yeah, I, I think it would be a failure, so, a miserable failure yeah. if the Ravens didn't keep Lamar so, Jackson. So I, I, if, you, if Lamar Jackson is going to be your quarterback, you can't all of a sudden say, you know what, we're now going to pass it 35 times a game and not use a part of his skill set that's going to help so much. I, I think that would, that would actually make this team go the other way if you tried to do that. Uh, before I let you go, Mike, I have to ask you a fatherhood question. Would you be, would you be willing to entertain this with me? Because oh, absolutely. Uh, the University of Maryland is playing in the Mayonnaise Bowl on Friday. And yes. uh, we are doing the stunt this morning. Young Carson is in studio uh, enjoying some uh, Oreos and mayonnaise like your own son did a year ago yes. in honor of the mm-hmm. Mayonnaise Bowl. I know you're quite proud of your son and all of his accomplishments, but when you see him eating Oreos and mayonnaise on national TV as a father, and I got a five-year-old and a seven-year-old, and I hope they succeed anywhere near like your son has. As a father, your response is what exactly when you witness that? Oh, it's fantastic. Okay. I loved it. You know what, man? He, he, he steps out on the ledge. But dares to be a little bit different. Would you have been willing to try it yourself? Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Listen, I've been in, in this business for, you know, two and a half decades. You've done, and I've done I mean, some really- yes, I remember you doing the Kim Kardashian photo stands out uh, quite yeah. significantly among your. Yeah, that's a good point. So this is yeah, something. If, if you can't, yeah. If you can't do things that where you can laugh at yourself, you know, and sometimes maybe don't taste as good, then and now what, what are we doing? Let, yeah. Let's have a little bit of fun. Let's make some people smile. What, let's, what let's, about you know, if it wasn't fun. on the show? Like, would you ever be willing to just dunk an Oreo in, in mayonnaise just to find out what it tastes like? Oh, God, no. Okay, no, all right. No, all right. No, I want to make sure no, we're no. on board with that. We all have, we all have lines, <laughs> right? Yeah. The great Mike Golick. Hey, uh, Mike, you want to plug your, uh, your, the show that you do? Yeah, on, on DraftKings, I do a show with uh, with uh, Jess Matana, who works obviously with Levitard and Stugatz yeah. as well. It's called Golik and Smetty. So wherever you find your your podcast, we're out there uh, once a week, and uh, and I jump on my son's show, Gojo. He does his podcast every day, so we have some fun there. It's a, it's weird, you know. You do a show, but we're in a podcast world now. I do kind of miss the days when I was just on air for X amount of time, and that's when I did everything, and not you know, do interviews at all different times of day and different things. It's a podcast, a different world. Man. It is a very different world. There's no doubt at Golick on Twitter is how you follow him. Of course, Westwood one Sunday night for Raven Steelers. Mike Golick, truly appreciate you squeezing us in during your holiday season, man. Thank you so much for taking the time for us this morning. You got it. Take care. It's great. Mike Golick with us here on GCR Griffin. Um, sorry, Carson. I didn't want to take the focus away from the interview. Uh, I think I'm going to try and knock two out at once and do a double-decker. Double, double stuff, mayo, Oreo. All right. Let's do that when we come back from break. Okay, let's do that. All right. Let's tease that. And you're going to have to stick around for the double yeah, stuff. You wanna stick around Are you, you doing this that. for the stunt or because you think it'd be better to just do two at one to try to get it over uh, with quicker? Efficiency and the stunt. Okay. So. All right. All right. I appreciate the showmanship of it. I do appreciate that. Hey, today's show was brought to you by, ooh, this one's going to be brought to you by the Baltimore County Police Department. Thinking about a career change. You have maybe somebody in your life that hasn't necessarily like gotten focused out of high school Cadet salaries start over $30,000. Officer salaries start over $60,000 with a $10,000 signing bonus. Join BaltimoreCountyPD.com. Think about maybe a different path being part of the change that you want to see within the community with the Baltimore County Police Department. Drew Forrester is going to join us. And, yes, Carson is going to attempt the double-decker. By the way, Mike Golick Jr. has chimed in about the Would You Rather Wednesday question. We have not. Maybe we should tag him in a picture of uh, Carson doing the double decker and see what his response is to that. 
Um, we've had a very Golic morning here on GCR. Carson will do that. Drew will come up next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit JoinBaltimoreCountyPD.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. It's the perfect time to sign the young basketball fan in your life up for a membership in the Retriever Kids Club. It includes free youth admission to all regular season UMBC home games, plus a t-shirt and a drawstring backpack. Membership is only $35. It makes a great gift. Visit umbcretrievers.com slash kids club for more info. Membership is available for kids 12 and under in the Retriever Kids Club. Again, umbcretrievers.com slash kids club. The latest edition of Press Box is available now, and it's our annual best of issue. On the cover, we recognize Orioles catcher Adley Rutschman as our 2022 Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year, and he sits down with us to discuss how his arrival in Baltimore was simultaneous with the Birds' turnaround. Also inside, we recognize the top people, performances, and moments of the year throughout the local sports scene. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today join glenn at halftime of every ravens game for the project game day halftime show at facebook.com slash sports we apologize in advance there's not much we can do about his face pressboxonline.com slash offers pressboxonline.com slash offers they're not gonna last forever as sports betting is now a month old here in the state of maryland or mobile sports betting that is these companies are going to start moving on at some point to other places where they're launching legal sports betting there. So take advantage of these things while you still can. Like, for example, 
$100 in free bets from Barstool after you place your first $10 bet or up to $1,500 in risk-free bets from Caesars. Find out more, pressboxonline.com slash offers. All right, so Carson uh, is paying off his portion of last week's side bet, and he has built this double-decker Oreo and Duke's mayonnaise sandwich. Now, how are you, how, how you feeling about this? I told. I mean, it tastes really awful. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine <laughs> it, that it, it tastes it really. There's a bad. small part of me that just wants to know, but there's also a small part of me that's like, it, nope. You know, what, you know, what, you know what I'll like, say. You, you know what? I'm never gonna know what the, what it's like. I'm never gonna know, for example, what meth is like, and right. I'm gonna be okay with it. When it tastes exactly how you'd expect. It I bet taste. it would. <laughs> it I tastes exactly it would. how you'd Do expect. Do you think this is gonna somehow take the sting away by no, doing two I'm, at once? So I'm I'm doing this for two reasons. We talked about this during the break. I'm doing this for the stunt. Yes. And for the efficiency. All right, just trying to get closer to the finish line. All right, here I we plan go. on doing one more of these. Here's as well. here's. Oh, you're gonna do two double deckers? And then, or, and then you, I'm at five. Hang on and a then second. I gotta do. You won't. You won't. You won't. You wouldn't. You you definitely won't try are triple you, decker. Are you triple dog daring? I'm t- totally oh, triple dog daring. You. I might have to do it then. <laughs> now it's got to be really caked. All right, uh, like yeah, it's got to be that one. Like I don't know. Like I, what what I don't like about this one, right? Like is that it's not caked. That's what I'm saying. Like I, if you do a triple yeah. decker, and I again the sport of it, I love it. I love it. The problem is that I don't think I could get enough mayonnaise on there. And I also think like I'd like bite it one time and it would just all fall apart. And I don't think it would work. I also think it would create the visual of like uh there being a white substance on your mouth. I don't want I don't want I that I don't like want that image on that the internet. Imagery would be that. maybe iconic. I don't want that, that to come back and bite me sometime. All right, so this is the double decker Oreo mayonnaise sandwich is, that guys. Carson is going with right now. Let's see how this goes. And that's a lot. Oh, that's a lot. I actually I feel something. By the way, there was still you still have a little bit. You might want to. There's already an image that could be troubling <laughs> if somebody screenshots it. I don't know. Maybe the microphone was blocking it. Yeah, yeah. yeah how you feeling? You're not gonna puke, are you? No, but like it's terrible. You, you know, I puked a lot in here last Thursday. There was a lot of puking after I woke up. Went, uh, took a nap, and started puking. And my kids showed up, and they said. Is it because of the jelly beans? And I said, yes. That's exactly the reason why mm-hmm. was because of the jelly beans. By the way, biggest upset of the drinking show, Panettone, delicious. Who knew? Who knew? I was shocked to find very, out you liked it. Very tasty. I thought it was dry as hell. As it turns out, it's a very moist cake. I enjoy the hell out of it. It's delicious. I don't need a lady in the trampet any longer with Jeremy Kahn, but... We, when I opened it, I was I like, I thought that was what made it so delicious. It didn't hurt. It didn't hurt. <laughs> it didn't smell bad. It smelled good. Somebody asked me why I did that. I said, why not? <laughs> like, if you had the opportunity to, why wouldn't you? Um, All right, so we're three down. Oh, we you, to, oh you, you washed it down with some Dr. Pepper. I was already done. Were but you, though? I was were you? I, was I mean, I... I think I that might you. be cheating. That's not cheating. I think that might be cheating. If I was w- going to wash it down, I would have taken a sip immediately. Mm, all right. So uh, Carson's halfway through his punishment of six mayonnaise Oreos this morning from last week's side bet. You're not doing so well with side bets to to kick this thing off. Oh, for, well, yeah, oh for two. Yeah, not oh not so two. great. Not so great. Not that I'm had a great yeah. streak. Yeah. So Griffin con- all of a sudden went from losing every week to only losing like every other week. In which conclusion, take it. Take my picks down to the Maryland Live Casino and fade them. Yes, every, exactly every right. Exactly right. All right, it is uh, Would You Rather Wednesday. Drew Forrester, DrewsMorningDish.com is with us. What's going on, pal? How are you? You said punishment? Yeah. Uh, so, all right, wait a second. Now, Drew, of course, famously, you did the, it was Oreo spam and what on the sandwich? I had one this morning. It was <laughs> Oreo spam and 
I, it might have been mayonnaise. No, but no, 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 no. You were very clear. You don't <laughs> yeah. eat mayonnaise. Oh, yeah. No mayonnaise. Right. Yeah, so right. You're right. Did we replace it with something, or we just did Spam and Oreos? It might just been Spam and Oreos, but it was delicious. Yeah, I know. By the way, Drew's had one every day since that point. This, you would not be able to do. This was famously Mike Golick Jr. during the mayonnaise uh, bowl last year, dipping Oreos into mayonnaise. So Carson is doing that this morning. And he decided the second time around to make an Oreo mayonnaise sandwich where the mayonnaise was between the two Oreos. Uh, and he's. Okay, but you wouldn't do this. Correct, because I, I can't eat mayonnaise. What is that? When you say you can't eat it, what does that mean? It's a religious thing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get into it. You but, can't. You can't they, yeah. Do they frown upon it in the Catholic Church? I, I that, can't speak. That, no, I really want to know this. Like, have you never been able to to eat mayonnaise? I, I can tolerate mayonnaise on some things. Okay, like what? What can if I served you a BLT, would you be, would you have mayonnaise on it? Yeah, I could eat. I could eat that. I could eat it on with tuna. But okay. If you, but if you just put mayonnaise on like a sandwich, that I, so I, if, I pass if someone that. prepared you a hamburger that had mayonnaise on it. I've, Got to have some ketchup mixed in there. You, okay, in order to, to to wash it down. What about like a ham sandwich? I can't have mayonnaise on it. Wow, wow. Yeah, a ham sandwich. You can't well, just. Can't have... Man, I don't. When did this start? Have you, has it always been this way? Well, it's been a while. You go through these weird things in your. Look, I don't eating. Life. To be to be clear, I don't care for mayonnaise. I think it's it's not a good condiment, but I. I could consume it. I have to have a tub of it poured on my head uh, tomorrow, so I'm you know, I'm not doing so well either with this. I can consume right. it if necessary. This sounds like a visceral like you. If if you consumed a ham sandwich, ham sandwich with mayonnaise, would you like dry heave? Would you puke? Yeah, I would get. I would get. I would. I would. Um Something would happen. I would have a physical reaction. Let's All just say that. Right. Well, I just have a new idea for a stunt that we might consider here in a future episode of Glenn Clark Radio. What's going on well, with you, with you, dog? Why aren't you here? I got stuff going on. I'm busy. What, what are you doing? What I mean? What the hell? What, what's going on with you? I got stuff going on. I'm busy. I'm sure you are doing what? You're playing golf, aren't you? I wish I was. Yes. I am going to play this week. Though. Of course you are. Of course you're going yeah. to play golf. Well, I don't know. It's supposed to be 50 degrees by the end of the week. Maybe maybe, maybe you're not as insane as I think you are. Would you have played golf? Honest to God, if somebody invited you out this past Saturday, would you have played golf? You know, I would not have. And the, but, but I would say that there was a time 30, 25 years ago <laughs> when, I, when I probably would have just for the fun of it. So, so stupid. It's so I know. stupid. What would some? Not this past, okay, this past this past week. This past Saturday. Course, no. If hang on, what would someone had to have paid you to go to the Ravens game? Well, yeah, it's funny you say that because I had probably fifteen different people say, oh, "Hey, course. you want two tickets?" Of course you, you did. And I'm like. No, I don't want any tickets. No, are you out of your mind? By the way, I mean, that—that that is one thing. It was the people that were attempting to sell their tickets on Saturday. The number of people that were surprised. like... I was a little surprised that the league didn't... And I, and I, when I say these five cities, I, I could be wrong, but I was a little surprised the league didn't say, 
New England, Cleveland, the Jets, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, everybody play on Monday. I, I, I think there was a, I think, I mean, I guess no one died, but I thought there was a health risk for, now you can elect not to go, but the players still have to play. Correct. By the way, and you, you know, you and I, you and I have talked about this a million times. It's why it's so embarrassing that we ever build any stadiums at this point that don't have roofs on them. Like it's just right, correct. because we're right. because we're still like hard asses from the 1940s. Oh, you got to be in the elements. Get the as Drew just pointed out. Get the entire f out of here. People die. I'm not sure if you guys are aware of what's going on in Buffalo this week, but lots of people are dying in Buffalo. Yeah. It's horrible. I, I'm a little- I'm a little surprised they didn't move the games to set to Monday. I'm not. That, that, I'm not surprised. And by the way, they knew. They knew for four days. Yeah, correct. This was coming. Well, hang on. Did you see what happened in Buffalo, where they knew that there was a storm coming, and they still said, "Go ahead and park your cars outside," so that when the players got back, they had ten feet of snow on top of their cars and couldn't get them out of the parking lot. That no one in a billion-dollar organization said to themselves. Maybe we should try to find an indoor parking lot to have the guys park in this week. Maybe we should think about like renting someone's parking garage for the weekends. Players there. By the way, the answer was is a thousand dollars. If somebody said to you a thousand dollars, you go sit out. If they but if they said I'll give you a hundred dollars to go sit out at the stadium, you wouldn't do it. Zero chance. I think I'm with you. I don't know if it'd be a thousand. I, I might... think I offered. I think I offered Ethan a hundred dollars to take Knox for a walk. <laughs> Just so you wouldn't have to go outside, just yeah. to avoid it. I get it, man. I completely understand. Hey, look, I've been, I've been everywhere. Yeah, I've been everywhere, man. I've been to Edmonton in January. Um, I've played, you know, I played hockey as a kid. I was in Kingston, Ontario, in January. Like, I've been a lot of places. I don't know that I've ever felt anything like Saturday. Yeah, it was pretty. Now, I, I, you know, now. I was in Edmonton once when it was four degrees, but it was a warm four degrees. <laughs> it was a warm four degrees. <laughs> sure it was. That's like when they say in Phoenix that it's a dry heat. Like, okay, Chief, right. you come out here for 120 degrees and tell me about how dry it is. We'll go ahead and but do was, that. But there was just something about Saturday and these people, these, these lunatics who went out there, they deserve... The Ravens should have given every one of those people something on Saturday. I don't disagree. I agree. Yeah, I agree too. Yeah, Griffin went to the game because he's because he's twenty and he doesn't feel anything. Yes. Everyone who went to the game should have. You know, we used to say this all all the time about the Orioles. They'd have a game in in April and it'd be twenty one degrees. You know, thirty one right. degrees at first pitch. And there'd be fifty two hundred people there, and they wouldn't let anybody move down to the front. Right. And I would get on. I would get on the air the next day and scream about. You you know not only did you not allow people to go down to the front, but it was you know thirty seven degrees at first pitch, and you morons wouldn't give everybody free hot chocolate. Like when these people come out in these adverse conditions, do something for them, and please don't say to me, oh well, if we gave away thirty one thousand free hot chocolates last Saturday, uh, yeah, we we don't we don't lost fifty grand, maybe. Well, the idea is that it's a lost Maybe. leader. Like, that's the concept. It's a lost yeah. leader. Tell, you tell, do, right. you, At the end of the year, when Steve says, how much did we make this year? Right. Well, we, we, we made 201417000 What happened? Well, 
We gave away $64,000 of hot chocolate at that game against the Falcons. Oh, so I would have made $200 million, right. $201 million, $550,000. Yeah, instead, I had to suffer through right. my making. Right, that's a great point. I, you know, look, right. we, the, people do the, the, the dumb attendance bit all the time. I actually... And, and I know that you could make fun of John Harbaugh for making it seem like it was a big deal. He's a thousand percent right. You and I used to talk about this when somebody would say like, "Oh, there's there were only eight thousand people at the blast game," and I'd be like, "Dude, do you realize how insane it is that you can get eight thousand people to show up for an indoor soccer game? Like, it's amazing if that's the case. I can't believe how many people were there on Saturday. I, I either, and I." I think I know that I, I I'm pretty sure I know the number. Yeah. And I think the number was like thirty six thousand. Yeah, that's unbelievable. I, I I can't believe it. Right. I mean right. you're telling me thirty six thousand people walked into that stadium yep. and watched a football game? Not and here's the thing. Not not to compare the blast to the to the Ravens. If eighty five hundred we had a snow we had a blizzard game once against Harrisburg Literally, there was a blizzard. Um, Harrisburg, Harrisburg left. The game was supposed to start at six oh five, and this is I, I, this is off the top of my head. Harrisburg, Harrisburg left up there at like two o'clock, and the the whole reason why we had to play was the refs were in town, and the commissioner said you got to play the game. Okay. The refs, the refs are there, and I'm like, by the way, we don't have by the way, food. unlike a Coppin State basketball game last week that was scheduled for eleven a.m. And the refs didn't show up. <laughs> right. So, so Harrisburg, and I'm, I'm communicating with Harrisburg all morning, and they don't want to come down. And it's, you know, it's, you got to drive all the way down to 83, and they don't want to come down. And they finally, the commissioner says, if you don't go, it's a $10,000 fine. Harrisburg gets in their cars at 2 o'clock. And at 5 o'clock, they call and they say, we're still in New York. Yeah, sure. Right. But we're but, but we're on our way. Yeah, we're coming. Yeah, right. We delay the game until seven oh five. They get to Baltimore at six thirty. Okay. The game the game kicks off at like seven fifty. Two thousand people are there. Holy crap! Now, now wait. Now here's why. Here's here's my whole point. Those two thousand people came to the game, and they couldn't have stayed home to watch it. Yep. They, the only way they could have seen the game yep. was to come. Yeah, there was no CBS broadcast for the... Uh, the 36,000 people got in their car and drove down there knowing they could have sat at home and watched it. 100%. It's amazing. That's what I can't believe. Yep. It's amazing. It is amazing that as many people Half showed up. The that stadium game. was filled up with people, and it was 10 degrees. Yep. Yep, and felt worse than that, and felt even right. dumber than that. And real right. fan Dan I'll took his clothes off, and the whole, I mean, it was just God bless, God bless. And and, and and did that, and half the and I don't know if you saw my Drew's Morning Dish today, but I promoted your piece you wrote this week. Half of those people were at the game hoping the team would lose. <laughs> That's the amazing part. 18,000 of the 36 went down there and said, I am a season ticket holder. I love the team. I'm going down there today specifically hoping to see them lose. <laughs> and, it, 
and it wasn't 60 degrees on Christmas Eve. It, and we even haven't talked about that. It was Christmas Eve, and they still win. Right. No doubt. No doubt. It's insane. And it's- half of them were there hoping the team would lose 13-6. to six. Yep. That's a fact. That's. I mean, I don't know if they were really – this is the funny part when you say that. I don't know that they're actually rooting for them to lose once they get there. Oh, there are – oh, you've, you're, no, you're no. way I, I you're think, way wrong. I think they want Greg Roman fired. I think they want John Harbaugh fired. I think when they get to the game, they don't, they're not actually rooting against the team. I, 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 it's a weird relationship because these are psychopaths that we're talking. I mean, they would go out to a okay, game but, in 10-degree weather. They're definitely psychopaths. Okay, but you know, we're in this we're, – we're, we're in this – we're in this part of whatever you want to call this. We're, we're in this part of the evolution of the, of the planet, of the world. A hundred years ago, it was the manufacturing part of the world where we were building cars and learning about the telephone. And we were, we were into the, we were doing things, building railroad systems. We were manufacturing things that were going to increase and improve the quality of life in our, in our world. Okay. 50 years ago, we went, we morphed into like the science part of it. Okay. Where we, where we, where, where we really started to get into medicine and science and wellness and how do we, when you got cancer in 1950 or even in 1987 when my mom got it, when you got cancer in the fifties or sixties, you just died. Right. We, so we got it. We went into this science part. We're now in the part of the world where I have to be right. And, it, and, and you just do you. I, there's yeah, I there's feel, no doubt, right. But I feel like I'm, I, know, I feel like I'm X. That's okay. You just do you. As long as you're right, as long as you feel right, as long as, long as whatever you're thinking, we, don't, we can't hurt your feelings, You've, we know you want to be right. I got to be right. So people, so this is, this is the number one prevailing thought in sports everywhere. I, and I wrote about this today. I had a friend of mine who said to me, who tweeted this to me, Harbaugh's lost the locker room. I, mean, I said, you have no more idea right. if John Harbaugh's lost the locker room than you do what it feels like to walk on the moon. Correct. Correct. Those two things are the exact same comparison. You have no idea. You've never been in the locker room. You've never been a football player for the Ravens. You've never played for John Hart. You have no idea what you're talking about. Zero. In the same way that if I said, what's it like to walk on the moon, you would say, I have no idea. Fact. But, but he, he, well, hang on a second. Hang on. I've done some good drugs in my day. So. All right. But he <laughs> believes it. He I, believes it. I hear you. I walk, hear you, man. This walk, is... walk the locker room. I, I, I know all that's true. I just still feel like those people, when they get to the game on set, they, they still they don't go there saying, I want the outcome to be that they lose. I, it's a weird – I know I you're right. I know you're right about what you're saying because I know these people, but I know these people go still put their jerseys on and go to the game, and I like my brother-in-law is one of these people who sat out in like with Griffin in the – freaking cold on Saturday, and then we'll come back and piss and moan. But I know he was rooting like hell for the team to win. It is the strangest 
thing. It is a really weird dichotomy within the psychology of a football fan that for six days of the week, everything's a disaster. John Harbaugh's an idiot. Greg Roman's an idiot. Lamar Jackson's, uh, you know, terrible. They should have gotten rid of him. Trade him in the offseason. All of those things. And then when the game kicks off on Sunday, you are rooting like hell for the team to win. I, I, it's a weird, weird vibe, man. Well, I think there's a segment of the audience that has put their feet in the ground and said, "I would rather I, I, right. I would rather be right than the team win." It's a weird because because I've made my I've made my stand. I've made my stand. I can't go back. And if they win, people are going to say, told you Harbaugh was a good coach. Right. So I can't have. <laughs> right. Right. I hear you. I hear you. And, it, and then, you know, Tony Lombardi wrote something interesting this week, too, about, and it dovetails perfectly into it, which is this, this, this apathy that has developed. And, it, and it's been a, it's been a gradual thing. I, I, I would say that, you know, post post 2012 it's just gradually you know maybe in 13 and 14 there were 70,000 people there every game and then two years later there were 68,000 and now they're advertising for tickets um this this the apathy that people have for the success of the franchise is unreal particularly in this town when you juxtapose it against what the baseball team has done. So I, 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 I hear it. What I would say in response is I, I think that exists everywhere. I don't think that's unique here. And I think that specifically in relation to people going to the games, we, we, we know why this is the case. The experience is terrible. No, I don't. Yeah, I, I wasn't. I wasn't really. I, I don't. I wouldn't say I, I don't go to the games. And I, I'm a right. I'm an ardent fan, and I I go once or twice. But it's just not. You know, when I was doing this for real, I was there all the time. Uh, I'm I'm just not. I've got kids. I'm more interested in other things now. But I, I shouldn't have used that as an example. I just think in general, and a lot of what we, a lot of the things that you and I and anybody really. A lot of what we glean from the public perception is through social media, and we know that that the number one we know that I don't want to say number one, but we know one of the priorities about social media is I gotta say something to get a reaction. Oh, there's a lot of that. Yes, it doesn't uh, matter. Harbaugh, right? And, and this is I said this the other day to somebody on yeah. on the on the air at 105.7 called in and said it was a little bit similar to something that somebody said to you about accountability. And a guy called in and said <laughs> that Harbaugh, that the team's been terrible. This terrible play. I said, you terrible play. Right. They're nine and five. Right. What are we doing? And, and, and three of their five losses were like rabbits out of the hat by the other team. Right. What are we, what are we like, doing? Like, what do you mean? Yeah. But this is what we do. We don't say, boy, I wish the team's play was a little more, consistent what we say is man i'm tired of this team playing so terrible right 
No, or we just make up things. Like, or we just, you know, we we find something that we harp on because I, 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 again, this goes back to you and I have talked about the idea of winning replacement theory. Like, I've there's a million reasons why this exists. There's no doubt the social media uh, influence is significant. The just say anything for the sake of saying anything thing, where it doesn't matter if you're there is no it, the the there is no right, there's no wrong. It's just what gets attention. Um, it's it, you know, there's a lot of awful in there. It's the world in which like. OJ Simpson might end up on Dancing with the Stars next season, right? Because there's just no, there is no right or wrong any longer. There is no fact to be damned. It's just what can you do to get attention? Not only is there no right or wrong, there's also this thing now that's prevalent in sports. And it's funny, this, this pastor from San Francisco that I follow, who's awesome, his name is Francis Chan, has this, has this sermon that he talks about, and he says, into, and I don't mean to make this religious, this is a comparison to sports, where he says, in, in today's world, if you want to find someone, a preacher, who says, if you think you're a dog, you are. It's okay. You can find someone to say, if you think you should have three wives, you, you, you should have three wives. It's okay. If you think you should worship Satan, you can find somebody to say that's okay. And in this world of sports today, if you want to find someone to back up your point oh, yeah, that, that exists, Tyler right. Huntley should be the starting quarterback, right. you can go to a podcast somewhere in Baltimore, yep. and someone will say that. Yep. And you'll say, See, see I'm Glenn right. Clark guy right. Really knows what I told you. Yep. No you hear Glenn Clark? Yep. He, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. All right. Uh, I got to wrap this up. Let's do Would You Rather Wednesday. It's brought to you by Glory Days Grill. The Comfort Classic menu is still available right now. GloryDaysGrill.com is the website. Drew and I were just there last week enjoying some delicious uh, Glory Days Grill. We had some wings. I went with the smoky thigh wings. Drew, uh, we had the uh, Honey Old Bay wings while we were at Glory Days Grill last week. Again, GloryDaysGrill.com. If you had to put to the nearest thousand the number of wings you've had at Glory Days Grill in your life, what do you think the number would be? Seven. Seven thousand? I think it might be more for me, honestly. I think it might be greater than that. All right, number one, uh, Football Wizard offers you the opportunity to go back and change one thing that happened on the field for the Ravens in calendar 2022 here at the end of the year. And you have to tell me what it would be on the field or one thing that happened off the field you can change, and what would it be? Now, to be clear, I'm talking about off-field decisions. Somebody brought up the passing of Jalen Ferguson. No, I, I we love Jalen. We miss Jalen. We're talking about decisions that were made. One on the field thing that occurred or one off the field decision that was made by the Baltimore Ravens. What would you change? They, I would say that the one thing I would change is they should have got Roquan Smith at the beginning of the season. Yeah, that would have been good. My God, man. He's unbelievable. Number two, uh, you're hypothetically scheduled to fly southwest to Florida early in January. Like maybe somebody you know. Would you rather... Hope everything is fixed and just ride it out or go ahead and start making alternate plans now. I kind of think I might make alternate plans. Yep, I think somebody you know might be looking into some alternate plans at this point. I'm flying, by the way, MLK Day week, so I feel like maybe there's enough time there to get things fixed, but I'm starting to get nervous about it. I'm starting to look. I'm starting to think. Interesting is this this whole whatever you want to call this thing that's happened to them yeah has been really tempered by the fact 
that they are a beloved company. That's true, but this is teetering. Like, if this continues for another week, it's teetering towards not like the end of the company, but finally ending what you just said, which is that they will not be able to still be a beloved company moving forward. That right, they're they're, they're one of the more iconic beloved companies in America. Right. If I have to fly, I'd rather fly Southwest. Like that's. Yeah, I mean, right. They're not. It, it's they're not Chick Fil A. Like you're not going to go out and buy a Southwest T-shirt to wear. But flying is a miserable experience. Most people would say, but I prefer flying fly Southwest because the the, you know, the 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 rates are reasonable. They're largely pretty good to deal with. Like I'm good with Southwest if I have to fly. By the way, when the plane says it's taking off at 1127, it takes off at 1127. Well, it used to. It used to do. Right, that. right. Correct. Uh, re- related to what we were talking about, would you rather have to take the mayonnaise bath, like the winner of the bowl game, or do what Carson's doing and uh, consume eight Oreos dipped in mayonnaise? I think the mayonnaise bath yeah. thing sounds kind of erotic. Oh, okay. All right. That's the direction that nobody's taken it yet. And I actually have a fourth. Right. Would you rather have the opportunity to go back and relive yesterday as Luka Doncic or have the opportunity to live tomorrow as Pete Davidson? What is the infatuation with Pete Davidson? I, like? Hey, bro, I don't know, but it's real. But what is it? Dude, he's, I, I, don't, I don't have the answer for you. I mean, most people think it has something to do with what's in his pants. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's a lot out there about that. Oh, come on, one or the other. We oh. got it. We got it. We got. We got. We got oh. things to do. I'd rather be the basketball player. Right. He gets more girls. Uh, I I don't know if that's true either. All right, uh, DrewsMorningDish.com, and you're they're letting you go on back on radio again. Eight to ten Friday night. Okay. Three to five Sunday. Holy hell, man! I can't believe they survived the last one. This is unbelievable. Well, that was a great. The trade-off, would you come in and do 8 to 10 Friday night? I'm like, I'll I'll come in and talk to my family for two hours, sure. (laughs) 105.7 The Fan, you'll hear Drew Forrester there. All right, buddy, appreciate you. Uh, Happy New Year, pal. We'll talk to you next week. Talk to you next year. There you go. That's Drew Forrester, DrewsMoneyDish.com. I really need to squeeze in a break. If it costs us, it costs us. It's what it is. Uh, Kevin Brown is going to join us to preview the Military Bowl, talk some Orioles next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A Catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. The Baltimore County 
County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit JoinBaltimoreCountyPD.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. It's the perfect time to sign the young basketball fan in your life up for a membership in the Retriever Kids Club. It includes free youth admission to all regular season UMBC home games, plus a t-shirt and a drawstring backpack. Membership is only $35. It makes a great gift. Visit umbcretrievers.com slash kids club for more info. Membership is available for kids 12 and under in the Retriever Kids Club. Again, umbcretrievers.com slash kids club. The latest edition of Press Box is available now, and it's our annual Best of Issue. On the cover, we recognize Orioles catcher Adley Rutschman as our 2022 Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year, and he sits down with us to discuss how his arrival in Baltimore was simultaneous with the Birds' turnaround. Also inside, we recognize the top people, performances, and moments of the year throughout the local sports scene. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today join glenn at halftime of every ravens game for the project game day halftime show at facebook.com slash sports we apologize in advance there's not much we can do about his face all right so uh, carson did uh, during the break uh, take down one more uh, mayonnaise oreo so he's at four of the six he has to consume and you're planning on closing it out with another double decker before the show is over Oh, you got it. Yeah, that's the. Yeah, go ahead. That's one more double decker. One more double decker before the show is over in order to get the six mayonnaise Oreos to pay off his side of the bet. (sighs) Hey, one more Tyus Bowser show before the season is over. Next Tuesday night, January 3rd, we will be at Guilford Hall Brewery in Station North, which, if you haven't been, it's so great. Uh, Come out and hang out with Tyus and his special guest. We'll be there at 7 o'clock next Tuesday night for the final Tyus Bowser show of the season. It's been a partnership of Press Box and Great Eights Memorabilia brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialist, the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Today in Annapolis, bowl season comes local. The Military Bowl at 2 o'clock between UCF and Duke. You can watch it if you're not headed down on ESPN, and you will hear a very familiar voice. He is our friend and Orioles play-by-play voice on Masson. He is Mr. Kevin Brown, and he's with us now here on GCR. Kevin, happy holidays, my friend. Great to chat with you as always. Thank you for taking the time this morning. Did you say mayonnaise Oreos? I, you know, it's so funny you bring that up because I was going to ask you, how many other bowl assignments do you have this season? Uh, 
I this is it for me. Okay. I'm feeling okay about that, given that I think mayonnaise Oreos are a tie-in. Yes. Duke's Mayo. So, yes, of course, Maryland is playing in the Mayo Bowl on Friday, so we've been doing some related content. A right. year ago, I think it was Anish and uh, Mike Golick Jr. who had the game. Yes. And as part of it, they had Golick literally eat Oreos dipped in Duke's mayonnaise. And so I figured you might not have been all that upset when you got your bowl. Because, you know, like, the sponsors are a big part of why bowl season exists. So you kind of, during the broadcast, have to lean in a little bit. I'm guessing you're not all that upset with your assignment. And there probably aren't a whole lot of stunts that you guys are going to be able to do with this one. Not a a lot of stunts for the military bowl, no. I I won't be, um, like... Jumping out of a helicopter at halftime. Or now wait a like second, that. though. But if they if they asked you to, yeah, I'm 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 game for anything. All right, as long as it's not hazardous to my health, I can't see how jumping out of a helicopter would be anything but safe. For me. I I jumped out the uh, the army. In fact, asked me a couple years ago to jump out of a plane with the army. Was it Golden Knights? I believe is their parachute team, and I said. If I'm going to jump out of a plane with anybody, it would probably want to be with the Army Golden Knights, right? <laughs> like, it seems yeah. like that's the route to go. So I did it. I was terrified, but it was I was really glad I did it. It was a fun stunt. If, what, if you were... Why did, they, why did they ask you to do this? Uh, they were just trying to get some publicity. Like, they asked they asked uh, Jeremy Kahn to do it as well, and he chickened out. Um, okay. They asked a couple other folks in town to do it. They were just trying to get some publicity for, I think, Army recruitment. And so they asked some media personalities. They wanted to jump out of a plane, and I—it's something I'd never done before. Like I—I I don't know. I want to be a well-rounded person. Kevin, I had so much anxiety that night. I don't know if you've dealt with any anxiety as a broadcaster. I don't know what the, the your story is. I couldn't sleep. Like it's—I hadn't had felt anxiety since I was like a child. I had the worst anxiety attack of my life, and I literally paced for seven hours before I jumped out of the plane. But you did it. I did you, it. You conquered your fear, and you did it, and you lived to tell the tale with only three or four fractures in your body. Correct. Not so bad. I feel like it would be if I was assigned the mayonnaise bowl and I had to do what young Carson is doing this morning and I had to consume mayonnaise and Oreos, I would also spend seven hours right. pacing ahead. It would be a very similar anxiety right. attack that I'd be dealing right. with. All right, let's talk about this game, uh, UCF and Duke. Uh, I We had uh, Jordan Moore, the wide receiver from Duke. He is a Baltimore native, uh, Loyola Blakefield, on the show a couple weeks ago. It's a very cool story. Uh, give me a couple of storylines for people tuning in this afternoon that they should be interested in when it comes to Duke and UCF. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Jordan Moore thing is a great storyline because this is a kid who, for folks who didn't listen to that interview you did, who was battling for the starting quarterback job. Yep. And in the blink of an eye, switch from quarterback to receiver, and now leads Duke and catches. And I, I can't recall many, if any, two players battling it out for the quarterback job, and then one of them becoming that quarterback's favorite target. I think that's such a fascinating wrinkle. I, I, Duke as a whole is a magnificent story, and there are a lot of bowl games, and it can be hard to distinguish between some of them. Um, I, I think this is a really fun matchup and and it starts with Duke because Duke had a nice little I can't even call it resurgence because there was nothing to surge back from let's call it a surgence <laughs> under David Cutcliffe in the mid 2010s they made six bowls in seven years but before that this was maybe the worst power five program in the country sure. and 
they've looked like that the last couple of years. They went 5-18 and 18 the last two years. They won one ACC game combined in the last two seasons. David Cutcliffe retires. Mike Elko takes over, big defensive-minded coach. And a Duke team that didn't seem to have a ton of talent or didn't seem to have anything going for it, um, went 8-4. And with a win today, it's their most wins in eight years. They have a terrific dual-threat quarterback in Riley Leonard. The kid who was more of a basketball recruit than a football recruit, but he has broken the Duke record for touchdowns responsible for in a season. He's run for double digits. He's passed for 20. So he's an amazing story. And the other quarterback in the game for UCF is John Rice Plumley, who was a quarterback at Ole Miss, then moved to wide receiver, transferred to UCF. I had a coach tell me this year that he has Michael Vick speed, legit. Michael Vick speed, and um, he runs what's been timed as a four two eight forty. So I believe it. So you will see the fastest quarterback in the country for UCF, and you will see one of the best quarterbacks in the ACC for Duke, both of whom who can run for 100 yards, who can throw for 300 yards. So I think as exciting a quarterback matchup as just about any game we have, maybe outside of the New Year's Six Bowl games, in full season this year and for UCF it's their final game before going to the Big 12 they went nine and four they can win double digit games for just the seventh time in in their program history I think a lot of people know about UCF from the title game a few years ago that they claimed that they would be in they claimed the national (laughs) went undefeated um, they're off to the Big 12 but they are a really fun team to watch Gus Malzahn is in his second year there obviously took Auburn to the championship game and if you know one thing about Gus Malzahn in bowl games, is that he will use every trick play in the book. And he told us this week he has eight. So he didn't say he would use all eight, but he will use some of the eight. So two amazing, fun, fast, interesting quarterbacks, guys who have taken non-traditional journeys to get here. And then a couple of head coaches who get you know, ACC coach of the year on one end and maybe the game's biggest tricks. Um, I think it's a really genuinely fun matchup on paper you can find something in any bowl game but it's not a game between six and six teams these are two good teams teams that score teams that have really interesting quarterbacks and there are a lot more fun stories we'll tell in the broadcast but i think it's pretty easy to sell with the quarterback play and with the potential for gus malzahn chaos and just the duke turnaround is one of the best stories to me in college football this year he is Kevin Brown. He's on the call for the Military Bowl, 2 o'clock this afternoon on ESPN. Kevin, I, you know, it's funny because I almost thought you could have just said they're two good teams, whereas you get through a lot of bowl games and you're like, ah, yeah, 6-6 six and six team that, you know, is in there because they scheduled some bad, you know, competition and non-conference play. Like, these are legitimately two teams that deserve to be playing in bowl games. And I, like that alone – um, to me is significant because, as you know, not every bowl game is created that way, unfortunately. Look, I, if, if you go 6-6 six and six and you're in the MAC, like, go play in a bowl game. It's great for your program. It's great for your fans. I, I think bowl games are, are wonderful for these kids and these programs to get exposure. But they don't always make for the sexiest matchups. Uh, this is ACC versus about to be Big 12. These are 30-plus point-per-game offenses, pretty good defenses. These are legit good teams. You know, Duke went 5-3 and three in the ACC, um, finished second in their division. UCF was 
in the title game of the American and, you know, almost made it to the Cotton Bowl. Right. So, yeah, this is a matchup of two genuinely good teams. I also like bowl games that are Power 5 versus Group of 5 matchups, and this is, again, for one more day, right. Power 5 versus <laughs> 5, because UCF is going to go to the Big 12 next season, but we don't get many of these. You know, all the bowl games, it seems like are two Power 5 teams or two Group of 5 teams, and I love these matchups where it is a G5 versus a Power 5 because you can grab bragging rights if you're in the quote-unquote smaller conference. Now, UCF's a little different, obviously, but I like a good group of five, Power 5 matchup. And um, I think the spread on this one is three points when I last checked. So the thought is it should be a close game. The thought is it should be a high-scoring game. If you're just flipping channels, you see 33-30 in the fourth quarter, why wouldn't you want to stop? I think this game could very easily be that kind of game. By the way, to Kevin's point, until UCF lost to Navy, the assumption was that they were going to be the team that was going to end up in the Cotton Bowl. Like they, every bowl prediction on the planet had them as the team that was going to represent the Group of Five in the New Year's Six yep. Bowl. So, um, no doubt, no doubt about it. It's a pretty good one. All right, uh, Kevin, how do you handle it? Of course, now you know you're so associated with the Orioles at this point. I'm sure you have people in your life, or lots, at least a lot of people on Twitter, who are dealing with like angst, who are like, "Hey, man, I." I thought I thought there was going to be liftoff this offseason. I thought the Orioles were going to get Carlos Correa and Carlos Rodon. And what, how do you deal? Like, what do you say to somebody that's maybe feeling like angst about where the team is this offseason? Um, I would say you know Carlos Correa is not signed yet. Who knows how many physicals that's he's going to fail? Maybe the Orioles will be the thirtieth team to, have to uh, <laughs> offer him a contract. Um, I, I I get it, but I I still think it's part of the plan and maybe people are sick of hearing about the plan and sick of being patient but I would just say look at what being patient got you last year got you one of the most fun teams in baseball one of the farm systems in baseball and as I looked at this offseason I, I think the Orioles could still do well to add pitching and I think like we're, we're not even into 2021 yet I know most of the big free agent starters are gone but there are still plenty of pitchers available. I don't think they're done, but I just I look at every position on the field, and I say there is either somebody who's there now, or will be there in a year. Could be the future of that position for the next seven years. The Orioles got a backup catcher. They have Adley Rutschman. He's locked in. Uh, they have Ryan Mount. Is mid twenties. They have Gunnar Henderson. He'll be at third. Second and short. In the next year, you're going to see Jordan Westbury. You're going to see Joey Ortiz. Maybe Daryl Harnayas. Jorge Mateo is there right now. We'll see what happens with Ramon Rios, who can play all over the field. These guys are all in their young to mid twenties. And then Colton Cowser's looming. Yep. Eston Kersad maybe another year or two away. Um, Kyle Stowers came up. Cedric Mullins is there. You know, we'll see about Anthony Santander and Austin Hayes in the long term, but they are still in their mid-20s and very capable of getting on a contending team. So I get it. I got people want to splash down money. But free agency wasn't just limited to this offseason. There are ways to build the team that are not just free agency, and there are going to be other off-seasons to do that, too, if the Orioles didn't think this was the time to splash all the money down. They will have other off-seasons. I, I think it's still a prudent course of action to 
take some time, what I call a backfighting expedition. You want to be in the postseason next year, yes, but you also want to learn which of these players are going to be part of your future. Like calling up Kyle Sowers last year was to learn if Kyle Sowers was going to be part of a contending team in a couple of years. Sure. Calling sure. up Gunnar Henderson as aggressively as they did at a young age. Yes, it gave him a little boost in the playoff race, but I think it's a long-term move to see what you have. So I I think the right course of action is not necessarily to block everybody right now. And maybe you come out of the season and say, wow, Jordan Westberg came up in July and took control of second base. Or maybe you say, you know what, we called up a couple of infielders and, and their bat-to-ball skills didn't work. They weren't as good defensively. We do need to go put big money on a second baseman or shortstop next year. There are always going to be free agents out there. The pitching thing, I get a lot of people are a little more frustrated with that. And all I would say to that is let's see what happens in the next couple of months. I don't think the Orioles are done. I think there are other starters out there. Every move they've made has been on paper an incremental or slightly more than incremental upgrade on last year's team. But I still think the, the right course of action is See what you have with these young guys, because they're not all going to repeat what they did last year, right? There were a lot of great performances from rookies, from second-year players. Some of them will get better, and some of them will not. That's just the rationale of baseball. Not every young player is going to improve, but I think they're all young enough, and they all have potential enough that um, I, I wouldn't want to curb their development. And the last thing I'll say is this. I, the Orioles can absolutely make the postseason next year. They were close this last year, and they had a lot of young players that will have much more major league experience now, but I don't know that there's a reasonable combination of moves that immediately vaults you to World Series contender, or at least does so without a ton of internal development. And they're counting on internal development sure. anyway. Sure. So I, I, I still think this is a good chance for a stepping stone year without needing to say, well, we have to go win the World Series this year. They, you'd like to, but they don't have to. I think being another playoff contending team and hopefully taking that step into the wild card would be enormous. But like at, at the risk of mortgaging draft picks and signing super long-term deals, I, 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 I absolutely get it. You know, And I think Mike Elias said it best when he said, look, liftoff is not just about splashing down of billion dollars in an offseason. I'm paraphrasing, but liftoff right. is about little organization continuing to supplement the draft and through Latin America. You know, people are, are I think, rightfully very happy with patience they've taken with the young players they brought in. And I would just say, if you believe in that and you like the team last year and you like the young players, you know, believe in the continued build and believe in the patience to let these guys blossom a little bit to let the next wave get a shot. So I'm, I'm an optimist about this stuff by nature, I think. And I, I, that's just my personality. That's not me being, you know, blinded by any sort of, you know, mandate or anything. I just think genuinely there's a lot to be excited about. And, um, would it be great to have Carlos Gray? Sure. Carlos Gray is a great player, but I, I don't, I don't think this all had to happen at once. And this is still, a more aggressive offseason than we've seen from them. So it's, it's, it's another step forward without 
going from zero to 100. It's a nuanced discussion, and I appreciate, obviously it was a very thorough answer that you gave, Kevin. Um, I appreciate it because I would say that, I, I would admit, acknowledge that I think there's some, I have some disappointment because I, I would like to see, as you point out, particularly one more legitimate you know, guy that you can count on in the rotation. Um, and I think, that's, that, I think that would have been a reasonable expectation. But I do think the argument that you still have to determine exactly who your core is for winning a championship at some point in the next coming years, I don't think that you're off with that at all. I think there is still, like, obviously Adley Rutschman you think is part of that core. Obviously Gunnar Henderson you believe is part of that core. I think everybody believes that Grayson Rodriguez is part of that core. But outside of that, who's definitely part of the core of that group? And the names you brought up, I do still think that there's enough questions about some of those guys that to say, hey, let's try this for one more year and see if we can get some more determined answers about a couple of those guys. I don't think that's a company line. I think that's kind of a legitimate thing that an organization has to feel. We can't throw everybody out all at once. We we and and we don't know with certainty yet that Ryan Mountcastle, for example, is definitely part of that group. Maybe a year from now we'll have a far more you know significant feeling about the answer to that question. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think it's it's about information gathering. It, it is a hard a hard balance to strike because if you sign a really good starting pitcher, you may squeeze Tyler Wells or Kyle Bradish out of the rotation, and you might be better in the short term, um, but you might afford the development Tyler Wells, who was really, really strong in the first half last year. Sure. And you know, hit a bit of a wall because of the innings jump, which hopefully he'll be able to get past this year. Or maybe toward the development of Kyle Bradish will be in his second year. Now, the flip side of that is you now rely on more untested arms, yep. arms without as much experience, and you're going to need a couple of extra starters because I don't think it's reasonable to say you're going to get 170 innings out of Bradish, Wells. Maybe Kramer can get you there, but... These are still players without a ton of big league experience that have been moved along very cautiously. Um, so you will need, you know, seven, nine, twelve, whatever starters to get through a season. And you have to reasonably have some depth there. Uh-huh. I, I just, I, I like, I like the idea of still seeing what these guys can find. Yeah, one more year I don't think is too much to ask in the grand scheme of things, but it's viewing the organization in the grand scheme of things versus we want to make the playoffs now, right? And that's the tough balance. There's no doubt. No doubt. Maybe this is a different conversation if 2020 is in a 60-game season and everybody's innings aren't so dramatically flashed, you know, by 60 70% in some cases. That's a good point. it almost feels like your pitchers are still digging out of that hole. Yeah, and, I, I, and, and, and no minor league season. I, I think that's the other part of it, and, and right. I, I'm not going to keep you forever because I know you got a game to get ready for. I'm sorry, man. Um, but the, the no minor league season in 2020, I still don't think Orioles fans have fully grasped how particularly damaging that was to this organization in comparison to a lot of others around baseball. Yeah, I think so. Look, I, I, think, they, I think the Orioles were – ahead of schedule last year. But I think if you had had a full minor league season and a full season of development in 2020, 
last year wouldn't have seemed like as seismic a jump. Sort of came out of nowhere because of the truncated 2020. That was our big word in 2020, truncated. Nice. Um, I, I just, I, I think you may need one more year to fully dig out of the lost innings and the lost reps in 2020. And again, I know that's not a super sexy answer, but as you said, and, and I, I feel like I've gone long on this, but I appreciate you letting me, because it is nuanced. I don't think it's it's easy. I don't think it's something that can be solved in a 30-second soundbite. And what I appreciate about this front office is that they consider these things very, very seriously, and they are not as reactionary or as knee-jerk as other front offices in the league are. There's no doubt that spending money in baseball, by and large, makes your team better, but some teams just throw around money and basically say, damn, the consequences. And um, I don't think that the Orioles are anywhere near the damn the consequences portion of the program yet. So I, I certainly understand a little more caution, a little more prudency in that regard, just given where the organization is and given where the age of these players is. Kevin N. Brown on Twitter is how you follow him. And of course, this afternoon, 2 o'clock, the military bowl. He's definitely going to be calling the game, and if asked, maybe flying the fighter jet ahead of the game. We'll find out right. if that's what's needed. Um, hey, man, really appreciate you taking the time for us this morning. Always enjoy our conversations. Enjoy the game. Uh, Happy New Year to you. Let's talk again soon, all right? Thanks, Glenn. Happy New Year, and uh, hope everybody out there had a wonderful holiday season and and a Happy New Year to the all. No doubt, man. Thank you, Kevin. Let's hope we'll be seeing some Orioles uh, baseball in the sunshine soon. Looking forward to it. Can't wait, man. All right, buddy. We'll talk soon. That's Kevin Brown from uh, not only, obviously, Masson, but also ESPN where he has uh, got the military ball today between Duke and UCF. Today's show is also brought to you by, ooh, this one's brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland, which is the best place to watch and bet on all of the games. Big weekend ahead, college football playoff semifinals on Saturday. Of course, Ravens-Steelers on Sunday. Best place to watch and bet on all of it. And, of course, think about the following weekend. The following weekend's a big one because it's the Javante Davis fight. So one week from this Saturday night, January 7th, Gervonta Davis fight. And as Leon Twyman was explaining, when Gervonta fights, the, it becomes a mob scene. I mean, an absolute mob scene in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. So reserve your spot now so you don't show up on the 7th and you say, ah, oh, I can kind of see. I mean, it's a 100-foot media wall. You're going to be able to see it. But you get the point. You'd rather have a... Nice table, a set of reclining chairs, whatever it is for you and your friends to come out on the 7th. Email events at sportssocialmd.com. I wonder if they're going to be able to do that uh, Ed Reed event now. I wonder how yeah. that's going to work. That would be, be interesting. <laughs> I mean, I guess he could still do it, right? Yeah. Like, I don't, I have no idea how all that goes. I don't know the rules. All right, when we come back in, another double-decker sandwich. Yeah, one more double-decker. Carson. We'll do Young Utes. Sure. And we'll get our answers for Would You Rather Wednesday. That's next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. 
Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today whether your focus is luxury and comfort convenience and technologically advanced connectivity or sporty performance and aggressive styling we've got the perfect highlander for you check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new highlanders from your local toyota dealer today Looking for some excitement in the new year? Laurel Park has plenty of live horse racing events to spice things up this January. The much-anticipated winter meet kicks off on January 1st, plus we've got special MLK Holiday Racing on Monday, January 16th, and the Winter Carnival Stakes on Saturday, January 21st. Winter may be cold, but the racing at Laurel Park is hot. Learn more about upcoming January events by visiting laurelpark.com. Another Orioles season is in the books, and the Bataround was there every step of the way as the Birds posted their first winning season in six years. And after promoting two number one overall prospects in Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson, Mike Elias has said it's liftoff from here. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and along with my co-host Zach Goodman, we'll be here every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon all off-season discussing every signing, trade, and waiver claim as we navigate the cold winter months that lead to spring training. You can watch us at youtube.com slash pressboxonline and facebook.com slash Pressbox Sports or listen live at pressboxonline.com slash radio. And if you miss a show, you can find us anywhere you get your podcast. So tune into the Bat Around with Paul Valley and Zach Goodman every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon right here at Pressbox Sports. It's the perfect time to sign the young basketball fan in your life up for a membership in the Retriever Kids Club. It includes free youth admission to all regular season UMBC home games, plus a t-shirt and a drawstring backpack. Membership is only $35 it makes a great gift. Visit umbcretrievers.com slash kids club for more info. Membership is available for kids 12 and under in the Retriever Kids Club. Again, umbcretrievers.com slash kids club. If you can't listen or watch live, you can subscribe to the show via Spotify, Amazon, or Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Or if lying isn't your thing, We'll take a three-and-a-half-star review, too. I was telling the boys about the aftermath of the drinking show on Thursday that definitely did involve me. And I feel bad because it is the finest establishment known to, man, known to man. I did end up puking in the bathroom of the Cheesecake Factory on Thursday. That is a – in fact, it went like this. So that my, my family gets here. My kids are running around like a-holes, like maniacs, right? Like they're trying the Bean Boozled Beans. Why did I get so many of these? Why? Did you have them talking into the mics and stuff? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, okay. That was still up on the... I'm sure yes, that was yes, still up was on still the... Yes, it was still up. But there was about I, 112 I hours of... Uh... Oh, I never stopped recording? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So I just deleted the whole... I meant to save it hours. because it was, oh. it was them and... Um, I might be able to find it. I don't know. I'm not all that worried about it. We have had them do podcasts in the past. Ah. It's because it's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, it's just wonderful. You just have them talk to each other? Yeah, essentially. Well, I actually serve as like the host... So I'll be like, all right, boys, what do you think about whatever? And then they just say nonsense things for a little while, and it's adorable, and people <laughs> eat it up, right? Um, I tried to do that with them, but my head hurt so bad <laughs> that I couldn't even – I just couldn't. I was not capable of doing it. So I get to the uh, – we decide we're, we're supposed to go see the lights on Thursday. We ended up going last night to see the lights. 
Um, which doesn't feel I gotta be honest with you I'm becoming that guy where like I used to be able to enjoy still Christmassy things for the week after Christmas it's over it's over like I had no I hadn't I did not have it in me when we got the 34th street last night like I'm all Christmassy ahead of time like I'm all in um but last night I got there and I was just like I am not feeling it at all we're supposed to go up to um Longwood Gardens tonight in Pennsylvania and go see all their stuff. Oh, now that's a nice place. It's amazing. It's amazing. That's a really but nice I'm worried place. because I'm just I used to be able to for like one week after Christmas. I would still have it in me. Now I'm like everybody else. Yeah. Like my wife, I used to yell at her for taking down the dra- My wife would start taking down decorations. I'm not kidding. Christmas morning. <laughs> Christmas morning I would see her kind of looking around like that's going to go I, back in that what box. Could I, what could I get down? Um I'm pretty good with it for about a week. I, I still want the decorations up. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can keep listening to Christmas music. Yeah, I'm. I can. I can I'm, and I'm Mr. Christmas, but I'm now <laughs> out. Like I'm out, and I felt that last night. So we go over to, instead because it's pouring down rain. We're like, we'll go over and have dinner, and I don't know why, but we decided to go to the Cheesecake Factory because again, it is the nicest establishment known to man. It is. Um. So we go there, and I, like, we sit down, and I say, I'm going to need to go to the bathroom, and my son, who had been watching me puke here. Again, because of the jelly beans. Right, right. That's, Dad, it's because of the jelly beans. They were terrible. He they ate way too they, many jelly they beans. They tried a few of them, and they understood why it was that I was puking, because right. of the jelly beans. So he wants to go with me because he thinks I'm going to go to puke. And so he, because they're seven and five years old. So it's fun. Let's go. Exactly right. <laughs> like, that to them is wildly entertaining. So I'm in the, and you know, if, I don't know if you've been to the Cheesecake Factory, it's a very nice bathroom. Like, they yeah. separate with a giant door the toilet stall. Like, it's not it's not a typical stall. Like, it's a basically its own room, the toilet stall. And I go in, and my sons are just back there with me as I'm hurling into the... So, hey, I hope you're enjoying your lunch. Uh, <laughs> speaking don't, of don't hurling... Don't ever forget you did that for him. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> speaking of hurling, we're about to do one more double-decker sandwich here. Ooh. I feel like Ooh. as a... Hang on. As a sportsman... Let, let me do... We're way behind on reads today. You know what doesn't make you hurl? Getting a tray from the Baltimore area Chick-fil-A restaurants. Yeah. If you are maybe getting uh, your family together or your friends together for a New Year's Eve gathering, uh, I've told this story a few times. My cousin Justin, who's not actually my cousin, but he shares my last name, and so we've always gone with cousins over the years. It's sort of like, uh, did you watch The Bear? Remember he always referred to, you didn't watch The Bear? No, I didn't watch The Bear. Did you watch The Bear? No. What the hell is wrong with you? It was like one of the most popular shows of the year. I know, I know. I heard it's good. It's great. Well, he he always refers to one particular character as cousin. And it's not until well in that you find out he's not actually his cousin. I don't know. You know, it's a whole thing. That's sort of my deal with my cousin, Justin, who's not actually my cousin, but his name is Clark, so we've always gone with it. And one year, he showed up to our New Year's gathering, and he said, I'm doing chicken and waffles. And what he had done was get Chick-fil-A nuggets, a nugget tray, and mini waffles and it was perfect it was exactly the appetizer the hors d'oeuvre the horse devour that you want for a new year's gathering i cannot recommend it highly enough get a nugget tray from the baltimore area chick-fil-a restaurants pair it with some mini waffles as the perfect chicken and waffles hors d'oeuvre for your new year's eve gathering if you're looking for that simple holiday meal chick-fil-a catering with nuggets mac and cheese Tray options size perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app. Bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. 
All right, I feel as a sportsman that you should do a little more mayonnaise on the final double-decker. I can do that. I feel like you should maybe on the top. We can make that happen. Make it like a little, almost like an Oreo mayonnaise cake. How about an open-faced Ugh. Oreos? You're thinking you take the top off and put the mayonnaise with the I kind of like the cake I idea. Like that. I like the cake. I feel like the... I like the open-faced Oreos. It's a hell of an idea. I... <laughs> Oh God! I don't know how we're making something bad worse, but it definitely makes something bad worse. I feel like just everybody seeing the layers of mayonnaise and Oreo that you're consuming that. right now as a sportsman. You okay with that, or do you think it needs to be a little bit more? I want a little bit more. Are Car. you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. Carson, All right. Griffin didn't lose picks. That's right. I like that's the that's the. I'm getting a giant jar of mayonnaise dumped on my head. All right. All right. Oh, look at that! Look at that! Look at that! All right, there you go. You good with that, Griffin? Delicious. All right, fine. It's right. fine. Right. fine. fine. Bone appetite. Here, we, Here go. we go. There you go. Final double decker Ooh. Oreo mayonnaise sandwich. And more, more hanging out the lip. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> not a good image. That's not a good image. The good news for Carson is he's responsible for making the compilation videos mm-hmm. of these things, so he can make sure he avoids. He can get rid of that part of it. <laughs> ah, yeah. Now, now you're gonna do not do not take a sip of that Dr Pepper until mm. you've swallowed it. You son of a bitch. Carson Carson does this for free, by the way. <laughs> Carson if, comes if, if, in. If anyone's wondering, I, d- I don't get paid to do this. No, not at all. <laughs> for the love of the sport is why he does it. Carson didn't need to spend his Christmas vacation this way. He could have been out mm. doing anything. He could be playing video games right now. He asked if he could come in and do this with us yep. for a couple of weeks. And here he is consuming Oreos and mayonnaise. A lot of respect. A lot of respect. I, I respect. Yeah. I absolutely and respect. And for those watching thing. or listening, if you're wondering if it tastes as bad as it sounds, yes. I, I can yet. only imagine. There's again, as I said, there's a small part of me that wants to know, but then there's mm-hmm, the other part mm-hmm, of me that's like, nope, mm-hmm. I don't want to know. I, I can live with this. I can live without ever knowing. All right, uh, let's let's get our answers for Would You Rather Wednesday. Would You Rather Wednesday is brought to you by Glory Days Grill. I did give four scenarios today, threw in a little bit of a bonus because two of them are are really practical topics. So I thought maybe I'd go in another silly one. Uh, number one, would you rather a football wizard offers you the opportunity to go back and change one thing that happened on the field for the Ravens in calendar 2022 or one thing that happened off the field, and what would it be? Griffin, you can start. Um, I think uh, we'd go back to January 10th, 2022, and then Greg Roman is fired. Ah, so you're and, saying uh, that, that yeah, solves we start over the all of their coordinator. Yeah, yeah, we, we get a new offense at the beginning of the year. Yeah, and then know what we're doing, you know, the rest of the rest of the way with a new offense. All right. So I think uh, that would be it. Or if I had to go the other way, I guess maybe figure out a way to win the Dolphins game, and that might I don't know. That should, I feel like that could change Not the trajectory. Not give up four and, massive, yeah, 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 long touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. So one of those two. Okay. Uh, but I, I lean more uh, get rid of Roman at the beginning of the year. Okay. At, right. As soon as last season ended. Carson. Um, I'm gonna go back to uh, I don't know if this is necessarily the best example, but it's a specific thing that I know. Like, cause obviously, I'd love to have the Bills game back or something like that. But one specific instance that I'd like to change. Um, it was in the Giants game, and it was late in the game, and we're on our own, like 25 yard you, you line. Maybe have Car- Lamar Jackson throw the ball away instead. Yep, of, I'm yeah, instead yeah. of trying to throw yeah. a check down to Pat Ricard on like a second and eight uh-huh. that was at the line of scrimmage, which would obviously not have picked up the first See, down. Now that was I would have just had him throw the I ball away. I was thinking away. of the fumble where he oh. 
definitely should have just gotten rid of the ball See, I was, instead of holding on to it for forever. He threw the pick before the fumble, so I'm yeah. thinking if he throws that ball away, I, yeah, d- I don't never, know. I'm, I'm just kind of never, thinking that we're never even in the situation uh, okay. of where right. he fumbles. All right, fair enough. But the fumble's also a good answer. Uh, my answer, I think, is you don't make the Hollywood Brown trade unless you know you've got another wide receiver. Like, that to me is the... the in, That's a in, good one. In hindsight, and I get it, Tyler Linderbaum looks like a hell of a football player, man. But, one, Bradley Bozeman was available for cheap, and I don't know if you've seen, but the Panthers are pretty freaking good at running the ball now that Bradley Bozeman's been inserted into the lineup. Yep. Um, so there's that, and the other part of it just being that I value wide receiver over over center. Like, I, I get it. I You needed somebody to play center. I understand that argument, but I think the answer could have been Bradley Bozeman at a really reasonable price. Which is frustrating, um, and I get it. The Ravens would say we offered him a better deal than the Panthers did, and some people actually believe that that's true—that they offered him a better deal than the Panthers did. But it's what it is in hindsight, and um, I just would not have made—I would not have created a scenario where I only had one qualified receiver on the roster. That would have been my answer. Yeah. So was- the easiest way to do that, like it, there's a lot of hindsight you could do. Well, in hindsight, go back and sign Christian Kirk for what he has. We of course all made fun oh. of. The deal that Christian Kirk got, as it turns out, he's been really good. Well worth the money. As it turns out, one of the best signings of the offseason was the one we all made fun of. We all laughed at the Christian Kirk signing. Wasn't it? Was it like five years, seventy-five million? And we all just for what? I was in shock. And yet, as it turns out, one of the best moves of the offseason. So, like that would be the one. I just you don't trade away Hollywood Brown unless you know. Draft a receiver and then announce that you've traded away Hollywood Brown. Something like that. Something where you have more than one qualified wide receiver on the roster. Yep, very good. Very KZ, good one. KZ is with you. John Proctor, uh, you should have made the Devontae Adams trade. I hear you. I, you know, Again, we're living in a world where you could just do anything. I hear you. I think that part of it, and we don't like to acknowledge this, is like he and David Carr, or Derek Carr, really were that close. Like I, It's part of that story that's weird. But, like, the fact that he wanted to go play with Derek Carr, but he really did. He wanted specifically to play with Derek Carr because they were very close in college at Fresno State. He wanted to be with Derek Carr. I think it would have been tough. It's just not one that I can criticize the Ravens over. I'll criticize them over not making the Stephon Diggs trade. Um, I can't criticize them over the Devontae Adams thing because I don't think that he was available for other teams. I think it was very unique that he wanted to be a Raider, which is, I know, a weird bit, but... That was the bit. Um, uh, Troy signing Lamar long term. Yeah, that's maybe the one that like yeah. is should be more of the obvious answer, right? Like yeah. the obvious answer yep. should be just get it done. Maybe before the Deshaun Watson deal happens, so you're not then tied to fully guaranteed money. Mike brings up uh, on the field. He says it wouldn't change a whole lot in the grand scheme of things, but Tucker breaking his own record and knocking off the Jaguars would have been awesome. I mean, it would have been pretty. It would have been like just imagine, like imagine if that kick had gone through. The stupidity of that, crazy. The stupidity of it is just another level. Uh, All right, uh, continue to get me yours at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. We'll share them all throughout the course of the day. Number two, would you rather Wednesday? Would you rather? You're hypothetically scheduled to fly southwest in January. Like for example, maybe a pal of yours who's supposed to be taking his kids to Disney in a few weeks. Yay! And myself. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. going back to school? January, t- uh, like, 
17th, I think. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm right around there. I yeah. don't know what day. Whatever Martin Luther King Day is, the day before is when I'm scheduled then to what fly. what if we were in the airport at the same time? We might very well be in the <laughs> airport at the same time. Uh, you're hypothetically scheduled to fly Southwest in, uh, early in January. Would you rather hope everything is fixed? Or go ahead and start making alternate plans now. Uh, yeah, I'd start making alternate plans. Uh, by, yeah, by the way, this is the single most legitimate "Would You Rather" Wednesday yeah. question I've ever asked. Because what yeah, I'm really this doing, is like a real one. I'm this just asking for advice. That's all I'm doing. Right and now. I mean, uh, I mean, you, uh, we, uh, you know me. I drove. We drove. To, my family drove to Colorado over the it's, summer, it's so very, so we don't mind. Uh, you know, a nice little road trip. I'm not trip. putting a five-year-old and a seven-year-old in the car to drive That's to good Florida. Point. Good That's point. Not good happening. point. Yeah, I don't have a five-year-old and seven-year-old yeah. with me, so uh, it maybe it doesn't. Uh, <laughs> apply directly to you but uh, I, I don't mind a drive but I guess I guess are, are the other airlines like they have their stuff figured out or is everyone no it's mostly Southwest for whatever reason there's a bunch of different things that are involved with this but apparently it all stems from an issue in Denver with like employees kind of walking out and it just sort of then added in the weather everything yeah. just kind of snowballed from there is Nathan Hackett still uh, stuck oh, in Denver oh Nathaniel Hackett is responsible for oh, oh you're saying he wasn't he, able to he go. Able to get out he's yet? just been sitting in Denver <laughs> Where everybody hates him. Kenny Amatololo got fired at Navy. He's like, great, I'll be in Hawaii. <laughs> See you <ya> guys. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk to you whenever. <laughs> I don't have to worry about walking in and having people ask me questions. I'll be in Hawaii. See you later. <laughs> Nathaniel Hackett's just sitting there. Everybody hates him, mm. and he can't get out of the airport. <laughs> that is a, that's not bad, yeah. Griffin. Not bad. Uh, what about you? So I've had dreadful experiences with Delta. I've had dreadful experiences with American Airlines. Look, Drew's but point, Southwest has always been Drew's consistent. point is well taken. Which I'm just going to stick with them. For the most part, everyone who has flown, yep. as miserable an experience as flying is, and it's one of the worst things in the world. It is. If you're going to fly, for the most part, everybody just sort of knows what they're getting with Southwest. Yeah. Uh, when I had a, a margin of no error whatsoever for getting to uh, Madison for a football game a few weeks ago, when I literally could not have been off by a couple of minutes or I would have missed the game, I trusted that Southwest was going to get me there. Woke up that morning. The, the rental company tried to F me over. They did that quite well. They, they did it very well. But Southwest did not. They said what time the flight was. We probably were there three minutes before the time we were supposed yeah. to be there. So I'm going gonna, gonna to trust Southwest. I'm also, right. I'll trust you Southwest. stick with it till they fail, till they fail uh, you personally? I, it really does yeah. feel that way, doesn't yeah. it? It really does feel like it's almost a personal thing. Yeah. Like, well, it is, it is. I haven't been screwed by them yet. so Until they do. But this is the problem. Like our Disney trip is planned to like the minute. Oh, we yeah. don't have a lot of give. Are you connecting somewhere? No, it's straight to Orlando. Okay. But there's, there's just not a lot of give there. Mm, like right. we fly Sunday morning. And like the rest of Sunday, we don't have any plans. But starting Monday morning, like every that if you're going to Disney, like you yeah. have yeah. your itinerary is set. So if we don't get there by there's no there's no give, there's no flexibility to it. We're missing something that the kids want to do while we go to Disney. So I I am legitimately feeling this way. I'm going to have the conversation with my my wife this evening. Of course, she's not going to offer anything to this. She's going to be like, "I don't know." Great. Okay, I'll 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 figure it out again. No I would just stick with them. If it was American, I'd say that. Oh, I've it. been just done terribly dirty by you. American. I hear you. All right. Uh, nobody's nobody's giving me particularly good advice on this one, by the way. Like, <laughs> I, drive, man. No, like KZ said, as someone who orchestrated the play at home version of planes, trains, and automobiles yesterday, trust me, plan ahead. Like, I get the people that are dealing with it this week are probably all like very scarred and saying, you know. 
John Proctor, I have no faith in companies starting to pay decent wages to their low-level employees yet. The problem sounds indicative of something along those lines, therefore likely to linger. Is Amtrak pricing still crazy? I'd take a look. I'm not a train a train to Florida. Troy says stick with Southwest. I don't know. I'm getting a bunch of different responses, but nothing. I so no help. No help. Really, no help. Nothing. Nothing. All right, all right. We got to move through these. Number three. Would you rather have to take a mayo bath or eat eight Oreos covered in mayonnaise? I don't think. I Would you rather be me or Carson? Is what this is coming. I don't think I want to be covered in mayo, man. Oh, you, would you rather eat eight of those, eight of those mayo? How, how long do you think you're going to be feeling those mayo Oreos? Like, I'm going to be like with you the rest of the day, that taste and that feel? Mm, I'd say three o'clock. Oh. Okay, that's not that bad. Like, you don't think this is going to impact your ability to have a nice dinner this evening? No, lunch, it'll, it's going to impact lunch. Yeah. But dinner, no, I, th- I think I'll be good for dinner. Okay, all right. Okay. But all right. I'm saying that now, you know, like, right. I, 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 don't, I really don't know because I've never done this before, yeah. so. Yeah, because that pepper sandwich, like that's yeah, that with stayed me. with you for a yeah, while. Yeah, I, I would. When I when I ate the bull balls, that was the worst bet that I've had because I'm telling you that one I wasn't right for a couple of days. <laughs> I still could taste. Yeah. Like I tried to go have this. Is the funny thing, like I could not physically. I ate until I couldn't eat any longer, and then I went and I puked. But I so badly wanted something else in my system so that I wasn't just tasting balls. The the bull balls. That I stopped at um, the the juice bar in Catonsville. I don't know why I was in Catonsville, but I oh I had to go to Jonathan Ogden's golf tournament that day. You got I to, stopped you got at to. the juice bar in Catonsville and got an acai bowl there, mm. and then it almost like ruined acai bowls for me for a little bit. I'm glad it wasn't at my regular juice bar, like because I'm telling you, I was tasting like some combination of bull ball and and acai bowl for days it Same. sucked when we did the bean boozled last thursday yeah. so i had the t- the used bandage taste in oh my, my mouth God. terribly i went to gino's and inhaled a gino giant and a yeah. vanilla milkshake because the point the, is you just I, want something I, else the aftertaste was still the yeah, bandage man like, that's a problem I, like they gave me the milkshake first i'm like oh like th- i needed this yeah like, get this taste out of my mouth i take one sip the aftertaste is just terrible yeah i was like oh yeah, my god brilliant. all right we need an answer we gotta go uh i guess i'll go with the oreos all right i'd rather that been Carson, you did it. Mayo. Are you glad yeah. you did it? Yeah, I am okay. glad I did it because it's right. over now. That's true. It is over. <laughs> that is a good point. I uh, I am glad that I'm doing the best. It's more to me. I eating eight Oreos is a bad idea for me. This is more about uh, my health at true. this point. I don't have to consume any mayonnaise. Yeah, I don't normally all. eat that many cookies. Like it's gonna suck. I'm not gonna like it. But after it's done, I'm going to wash yeah, it all off, it off, and, and it'll done. be like it never happened. Right? Mm, like that's might, the way that I am. It might smell like mayo. And- I might do it, by the way, in the uh, speedo and um, <laughs> All right, body suit. I nice. might, I might wear in that place. for this uh, video that we're going to do of me getting nice. the mayo. I, you know, the funny thing, I, my 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 buddies, Brandon from Ramshead, who's part of jobbing out. Uh, he's back in the hospital this week, unfortunately, because he has a a, a, a kickback. He has a, a cancer that he's dealing with, but he's o- he's okay. He had his surgery yesterday, and I thought maybe it would lift his spirits if I let him. Give me the mayo bath. The problem is I'm not sure, like, because there is a shower in the bathroom in the hospital, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure that they would be thrilled to find out that, no, like, we. Mayo. I'm not sure the hospital. That some guy was in there getting a mayo Correct. bath. Who's not staying <laughs> in perfectly in good health. Correct. Yeah. I don't know if that would go well. And number four, would you rather uh, have the opportunity to go back and relive yesterday as Luka Doncic or live tomorrow as Pete Davidson? Um, I'd rather be Luka. Okay. I'd rather be Luka. All right. That's, I mean. All right. That's pretty. That's insane. Dude. Dude. If you're not Luca, like, come on. I mean, you Who are maybe the most noted coxman on the face of the planet. You're 
like you can be like, oh yeah, I, I dropped fifty in an NBA game. But you don't get like, the you don't get to be him again tomorrow. That's fine. You only get to feel it for the day. I just want to feel one. Cool. I want to like I want to feel what it feels like to sh- to make a three pointer in an NBA game. That's all I want. Yeah. Like, just just once. And he made a lot of those. He did. Yeah. He yeah. made quite a few of those. Three Versus points. Pete, it's like eh, I don't know. Bro, you get to spend twenty four hours as, as Pete Davidson. Basically, I can take it or leave it. <laughs> Bro, compared to Car- compared Car- to Luca, Carson, yeah. compared to Luca, Luke, no one's ever gonna do what Luca did ever again. I understand that, but you don't get no, to you have that no with one, you forever. You can say no one's ever gonna do what Pete Davidson did ever again. <laughs> Just rebound but from for Kim K with Emily. Seen? Yeah, Raj- Re- Radic- yeah. Radic- rebound yeah. from Kim yeah. K with Emily. Yeah. Emily R. Yeah, you think he had to d- invite Dixie D'Amelio to go out to the putt putt place in Westminster? Think? I don't know, man. Like I. I'll be Luca. I'll be Luca. Same. Griffin. The answers are all coming in as Pete Davidson. By the way, really? uh, Mike Golick Jr. did chime in on the um, the Mayo question, and he said, "If anybody doesn't answer the Oreos, they're insane." So he feels very strongly about uh, the thing that he has given us. That's all his right. art that uh, that we have because of him. Continue getting your responses at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter for Would You Rather Wednesday. Brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Uh, if you have not picked up the new print issue of Press Box, I encourage you to do that right now. Of course, it is our annual best of issue celebrating the uh, top people, performances, and moments of 2022. And obviously on the cover, I'm Mo Gabba, Sports Person of the Year. He is Adley Rutschman. Go get it for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms and at the hundreds of locations around town where you find Press Box. Read it all. PressBoxOnline.com. Can we do a quick version of Young Youth? Yeah, we can do a quick version. Right, but you got to do a quick version of the whistle. <laughs> Man, I don't know why that's, it is that I can't. I can't that's get in soft. that last. Like it's, it's like I'm right there. Yeah, I think. And the sound. Yeah, it just doesn't work. That's okay. Young Utes brought to you by PressBoxOnline.com/offers. That's PressBoxOnline.com/offers, where you can get great offers for signing up for sports betting, and they're not gonna last forever. So you want to make sure you get in soon. Some of those offers, $200 in free bets from DraftKings after you place your first $5 bet, $1,000 in risk-free bets from BetMGM. Again, time is limited. PressBoxOnline.com slash offers. All right, number one, uh, a trend on TikTok over the Christmas holiday because a lot of families gather and things like that. Uh, a person would act like they're reading something off their phone but secretly be filming and filming the reaction of the whole room with their whole family in it and be like, oh, my God. Uh, so and so dead at seventy, and it would ah, be some beloved celebrity, I, and film the reaction of their family. Kind of yes. terrible, honestly. Yes, really awful. But like, there's a ton of them out there, and just you know, whatever celebrity your family. I loves. I heard that. I think this started with somebody doing like a comedian or a YouTube personality, or somebody did this with Kim Kardashian. Mm-hmm. Like, told his girlfriend that Kim Kardashian was dead, and her response was like, "No." And it got a lot of attention. The on one TikTok. that I saw was a. Uh, uh, I think it must have been somewhere in Tennessee, and it was Dolly Parton, and the, I mean. The family just went nuts. Well, I mean, my God. Yeah, that'd be, that's not but, okay. Yeah, it, uh, by it, the way, uh, yeah, the whole trend the way, really is messed up. Have we no decency? Like, yeah, right. I, I, no offense, and I mean this all, dude. Yeah. I, Kim Kardashian's done some nice things in her life, and I know she's tried to help with prison reform and all that. Dolly Parton. We don't make jokes about Dolly no. Parton in this country. Yeah, Got it's just it? Like, we should have a line. Yes. I'm okay with making jokes. And by the way, this is the type of thing that I think we could do somehow with TikTok. I was going to have that. I have some ideas. Remind okay. me. Because right, I also have a good top three idea for later today. Okay. All right. Um, uh, next. All right. Number two. Uh, so some sounds on TikTok tend to attract a bunch of videos of the same kind. And mm-hmm. uh, there's a sped up version of I Wish by Skilo. 
and I'm in. There is a trend of like it's it's a lot. It's of one of my favorite songs. Like when I was a child, do you have any idea how many times I would just be walking around? And, I wish I was a little, little bit, bit taller. taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl in the hood. I was like eight years old. That song came out in like 1991. It's just extremely catchy. But so there's that song sped up as the sound, and people are doing a. It's a lot that's, of. This is a great. I, I was off yeah, by a little bit. There's a lot it of. It was moms, 95. There's a lot so of. Moms, I was not. But, uh, I was 12. Thought you were eight. Yeah, it's, fine. it's just close enough. There's yeah. a lot of moms, but there's some dads too. And it's like dress up. Uh, the, the a, a person will show like their parent as their parent dressed up in whatever they're dressed up in, and then show them dressed up in one of their like going out outfits. So for like a guy, there's like dads. Do you have an moms. example there that yeah, I, I can do. see? I would I like do. to see this. So it's like th- it's mostly like daughters are. Yeah, like, it's it's mainly moms. Like I've seen a couple dads, but yeah, and they're like, this is what my mom looks like, you know, just in her everyday clothes, and then she's like, this is her All in right, my clothes. Here we go. Huh? Yeah, and. Wait. Turning my mom, okay. turning my mom into me. Yes, that's what it is. Oh well, that mom is particularly attractive. These are all well, that's moms. What we're finding, yeah, that's what we're finding out is that. Yeah, and then there's so this like is <laughs> just a way of saying they're hot moms. That's all this is. I, well, there's a lot of daughters like, Big, oh, like, yeah. I, I could get a, like, why do you think I'm on TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's holding, you can't see, but he's holding up. His that's phone all like the point of this trend is is just putting a bunch of hot moms on the internet. There's dads too. Did, did Bless young, it. Did I mean, Young Gravy like is, start this? Or well, so Young Gravy, I, I'm not. Is, I, I mean, I want to make this very clear because somebody tweeted this before, and I am with them. I have paid attention to a lot of dumb things on the internet. You will not try to get me to care who Young Gravy is. I refuse. Wow. Young Gravy I is refuse like basically to. he only he's he's got this thing for like older women, and so he and he's active on TikTok, so he's just commenting on all. He's like, "Yo, like every yeah, single I mean, one, hit me up, tell every your single mom." One. <laughs> for what it's worth, I get it. I see the videos. Yes. Check, 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 check. In favor of this trend. I don't know how we could do anything with it, but I'm in favor of this trend as well. Does this trend have a name? Uh, it's just like dressing my mom like me, okay. or like, or, or really like turning my mom into me. Okay, right. turning right. my dad into All me, right. whatever you All want right. to do. All right, very good. Number three. Uh, so there's been some rumors flying around, and they're official. So about ten months ago, uh, Jack Harlow releases a song as part of his album titled Dua Lipa, I, and the opening oh, line wait, of that they... song is. Dua Lipa, I'm trying to do more with her than do a feature. And now they're dating. <sighs> Damn. Oh, was this was yeah. she was she your really your Dixie? Yeah, she was yeah. yeah. So they're so they're officially dating now. I there have, was like I think rumors of like because you know all the paparazzi is and stuff, they were like, you know, hanging out, like getting dinner or whatever, but now they are officially dating. I'm being as honest as I can be about this, I Jack Harlow is zero for me. I don't I, I his episode of SNL is by far the worst episode I've ever seen in my entire life. I, I have yet to hear a Jack Harlow song where I thought that guy has something to offer the world. He stinks. He is really funny though. No, he, it maybe. I find him. Hilarious. I've seen nothing that suggests that he was horrible. When I say he's the worst, if you SNL can't host, host SNL, ever, you're not. You, you can't. Like, then, you have then nothing what to offer society. Yeah. God, I'm out. I'm out, and that makes me sad because Dua Lipa's a lovely young woman. So it makes me sad that that's a celebrity power. I saw this out. picture of uh, it was Pete Davidson and Jack Harlow sitting next to each other at a basketball game, and the caption was like, "Like these guys are wiping out your celebrity crush." List. Well, probably like, true, but Pete Davidson is talented. Pete Davidson is funny. Jack Harlow offers nothing. He does music. No, it stinks. He plays basketball with Tyler Hero. It is he good? <laughs> Uh, Tyler Hero, he did claim that Tyler Hero fixed his jump shot. Sure. <laughs> Jack Harlow stinks. Well, he was pretty good on a game day at picking, wasn't he? He's on he? a New Balance commercial, too. Good for him. He stinks. He's awful. He offers zero to society. He is the odd person out in the New Balance commercial. Out on that. 
Hey, gambling can be fun, but you should set a limit and stay within it. And remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. I'm really worked up about Jack Harlow. He's, I've decided yeah, you that got I, more fired up about that than like, I don't hate anything. I hate Jack Harlow way more than I hate Greg Roman. I make that abundantly clear. I am so if there's anything I've learned in 2022 because last year, if you would have asked me, I would have been neutral. I would have said I don't care. I hate Jack Harlow now. His music stinks. His SNL was terrible. I am out. Wait, he's doing White Man Can't Jump, right? They're doing a remake oh, of it. Yeah. It's going to be the worst motion picture in the history of humanity. Yes, we'll see. Tidbit tube to wrap up the show. Glenn Clark Radio. The latest edition of Press Box is available now, and it's our annual Best of Issue. On the cover, we recognize Orioles catcher Adley Rutschman as our 2022 Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year, and he sits down with us to discuss how his arrival in Baltimore was simultaneous with the Birds' turnaround. Also inside, we recognize the top people, performances, and moments of the year throughout the local sports scene. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Looking for some excitement in the new year? Laurel Park has plenty of live horse racing events to spice things up this January. The much-anticipated winter meet kicks off on January 1st, plus we've got special MLK Holiday Racing on Monday, January 16th, and the Winter Carnival Stakes on Saturday, January 21st. Winter may be cold, but the racing at Laurel Park is hot. Learn more about upcoming January events by visiting laurelpark.com. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. The weather outside is really unpleasant, so it's time to warm up with some comfort classics this winter at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. Try the twisted ribs and wings combo. It's two full pounds of meat, the mac and cheese bites, Mr. Richard's meatloaf, the citrus salmon, the winter spinach salad, and for dessert, here's internet radio personality Griffin Bass to tell you about the bourbon butter cake. Oh my god, it's so good. Pair it with a blood orange bourbon cider or a devil's backbone cranberry smash. Place your order now at glorydaysgrill.com Glory Days Grill great food good sports that first sip that first bite mm. starts your day off right with a delicious breakfast at royal farms choose from a fantastic selection of fresh royal farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world at royal farms breakfast is available day and night it's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food, 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn, over 4100 North Point Boulevard. Boulevard. Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A Catering. 
from Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese. Enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. Tune in to Simply the Bets every Tuesday and weekend at Bookies every other Thursday at 11.40 a.m. And if you really have nothing better to do, keep listening to this show, too. All right, we're winding down for a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of GCR, brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Quick reminder, Stan the Fan is off this week uh, for the holiday week. He'll be back next week with two new shows for you and throughout 2023. Tidbit is brought to you today by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Uh, another Brock Purdy stat that uh, I think NFL Network tweeted out yesterday uh, was that. So at yesterday it was that he's 3-0 in multiple passing touchdowns in his first three starts along with Kurt Warner. Uh, one other player... Uh, that he now has multiple that had multiple passing touchdowns and a 100 plus passer rating in their first three career starts. It is Brock Purdy and I mean it's obviously somebody good. Yeah. Well. Joe Montana, not Joe right? Montana. Peyton Manning, not I, Peyton Manning. He didn't have it. Just didn't uh, tell you. Terry Bradshaw, not Terry. Dan, Dan Marino. Dan Marino. Yeah. Dan Marino. Those, so he is in the company with Dan Marino and Kurt Warner. It's not bad. Is it, Marino's always the one that we forget in these yeah. little tips. I actually normally remember to throw in But it's, Marino, al- it's always yeah. like at the end. That no, we'll Steve Young is always the one that I get screwed up with. He's always one of my first He doesn't guesses. count as a rookie because Steve Young didn't play right, as a rookie. He, yeah, right. uh, so, Luca, obviously, uh, the incredible game. Uh, the first and only 60-20-10 game unbelievable. ever. It's just unbelievable. It's ridiculous. NBA history. He also became the... Wilt Chamberlain. Whatever the question yeah. is, the answer is Wilt Chamberlain. Uh, well, yeah, you're right. I know. Uh, <laughs> He's also the seventh player uh, of all time uh, with a 50-point triple-double. So I wanted to see if you could name the other six. Will Chamberlain. Of course, Will sure. Chamberlain Russell, is on the list. Russell Westbrook. Uh, Russell Westbrook is, is one of them. I remember that. James Harden. James Harden is one of them. Hang on. Wilt... Harden, Westbrook. Those oh, are actually yeah. Harden had five, which is the most. Uh, he's had five fifty-point triple doubles. Westbrook has three, which is the second most. Um, and we're looking for three more guys. Yes. Yep. Okay. Will Chamberlain did it twice. Luca once last night. I wanted more fellows. I, so this is a funny thing. I don't remember this being referenced last night because the sixty-point thing was so nuts. But I remember. I want to say that Kyle did this as a question when when Westbrook did it. Mm. And well, I feel like. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was an answer. He was. Kareem I Abdul-Jabbar. Feel like okay, what about a 50-point triple? What about Oscar Robertson? Just for the no. Oh, okay. God, no doubt. He's like Mr. Triple-Double. It is not Oscar Robertson. Okay. okay. LeBron. Not LeBron. Jokic? Not Jokic. Uh, they are both uh, very old players. They've oh, good. From the George Mikan? 60s. Not George Mikan. Elgin Baylor. Elgin Baylor. Nice one. He is one of them. He did it He did it twice as well. What about Dolph Shays? Not Dolph Shays. Jerry West. Not Jerry West. This guy was a Nick, Dave DeBusher. Yeah, that's not a bad look at you, Dave DeBusher. Not nice to, not DeBusher. Bill Bradley. No, that's a good one. He was a he was a Nick and then a St. Louis Hawk. Willis Reed. No, no that's. Oh, I mean, no, these are. But early. you are coming up with Nicks. Uh, Walt Clyde Frazier. Not Walt Clyde Frazier. I don't think it's well, Earl the Pearl Monroe. Yeah, that was going to be no. the next guy I was going to say. Are we, how long are we going to be here? It's twelve twenty-two. Uh, you'll probably be here for a while. Then oh, he was a St. Louis Hawk before they went, moved to Atlanta, uh, and then and he was drafted by the Knicks. It is Richie Guerin. 
Yeah, I don't no, know I, who that is. I'm not, I have no I'm not idea sure that, that I know who that is. I've never heard of that person. Well, he had a 50-point triple-double in yeah, his right. career. Good, good for that. List. Good and for now him. he gets to be compared. It's like when Matt Stover came on with us. and like, <laughs> I'm glad that Justin Tucker broke my record because now I get to be mentioned in the same sentence as Justin Tucker forever. Now he gets to be mentioned in the same sentence as Luka Doncic. Yes. And then also, so he broke the record by Wilt. Wilt was previously the youngest player to have a 50-point triple-double at 26 years old, and now Luka is 23 and obviously did it. Good for so, Luka. Yeah. I mean, that was unbelievable. I mean, it was truly unbelievable. Yeah. My God. All right, very good. The tidbit was also brought to you today by the Baltimore County Police Department. Again, entry-level police officers start at $60,686. Lateral police officers start at $64,000. And cadets start at $32,611 with a $10,000 bonus for entry-level and lateral police officers. They are hiring for the 2023 Academy classes. So go right now to join Baltimore County PD. So many other great um, you know, bonuses, but really um, just you know, think, think about some of these incentives. Think about um, you know, maybe a 25-year retirement at 60% with 3% every year thereafter, up to 100%. Medical, dental, vision insurance. Uh, promotional opportunities, career advancement to over 20 specialized units. A lot of great benefits available uh, if you join the Baltimore County Police Department. Join BaltimoreCountyPD.com. Tubular is brought to you by the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Of course, GinsuGrills.com is the website. Use the code TAILGATE. Save $100. Here's what's coming up. As we mentioned, the Military Bowl kicks off the day's bowl action. Um, down in Annapolis, it's UCF and Duke, 2 o'clock on ESPN, followed by the Liberty Bowl, Kansas and Arkansas at 5, the Texas Bowl, Texas Tech, Ole Miss at 9. Fox has the Holiday Bowl, which is a good one. Aaron Oster was talking about that yesterday. Bo Nix versus Drake May in the Holiday Bowl, 8 o'clock uh, between Oregon and North Carolina out in the baseball stadium in San Diego. Ole Miss coming out on top. Oh, right. This is a big one. Yeah, tonight Texas against Tech. Texas Tech. I do, li- I, I do like the Red Raiders. But Did you have the option to go, like, work the game or anything like um, that no i did so the it's so the guy uh who had if we would have gotten a new year's six bowl i would have because the guy yeah. who had my job last year got uh-huh. to be on the sideline at the sugar bowl that's pretty cool that's pretty so cool that's i was kind of hoping we'd make a big ball so i could go but they were like it's not even by the way terrible news yesterday uh sam hartman transferring to notre dame i hate that so much as a confirmed notre dame hater that is just terrible <laughs> news because he's a hell of a quarterback notre, you're either on one side or the other for no there is no middle ground there like i want them to lose it's all like the, the yankees time. oh god it drove me nuts hated that news also we didn't really get we didn't i don't know why but i think it happened during the show we didn't really react at all to the jj watt retirement yeah yesterday. or i think was it, it right came after? out of nowhere it was right uh, i think it was during uh the betting show so that's the oh, reason okay. why we didn't do it just came out of nowhere um yeah. Obviously, J.J. Watt's kind of... Oh, I had a tidbit on him, I thought. Like, his career, it was so insane, and the number of injuries that he had to deal with that it was very hard to live up to. My God, what a force. What an He was one of three player. players uh, to have to win three Defensive Player of the Year awards with Aaron Donald Monster. and... Uh, Thought I, oh, there it is. Uh, Lawrence Taylor. And he won a Pretty man good of the, company. He won a man of the year, didn't he? I think he did. I believe he did. Yeah, I believe. Well, he a did great, uh, a great uh, guy. In the aftermath of the, uh, the, the, the hurricane in Houston, mm-hmm. he was obviously yeah. very impactful. So, um, yeah, what a career for J.J. Watt. ESPN Plus tonight, Coppin States at Richmond at 7 o'clock. Um, some good hoops on FS1. Villanova, UConn at 6.30. Xavier St. John's at 9. ESPN 2's got Florida, Auburn at 7. Arkansas, LSU is we, at 9 as we get into conference play around the country. All the other hoops, go to glennclarkradio.com and find it there. Suns Wizards at 7 on NBC Sports Washington. I do get to watch my team tonight. I'll be there. Like. I'll be oh, you're there. going? Yeah. Oh, I'm jealous. Oh, really? 
good. I'm going to uh, see the lights. Uh, I guess I don't even really get because I'm going to see the lights. Maybe I'll see Gardens. a Luca performance or something from somebody. From who? I Is Devin know. Booker playing? Probably not. They played last night, so probably not. Did he play last night? I think so, yeah. I don't even know. That's how. What a fan <laughs> I, know, I am. I, know, I don't right. even know. Maybe Christoph's I watched on Christmas. Will drop 60. And maybe. <laughs> maybe he will. Was his uh, one last night? Uh, beat the Sixers. Look at them. Yeah. Break them up. Yeah. Break them up all of a sudden. <laughs> Lakers heat at uh, 7.30 NBA TV. Nuggets Kings at 10 on NBA TV. TNT Bruins Devils at 7.30. Flames Kraken at 10. And the USA Network for Leeds United and Man City at 3. TBS or AEW Dynamite at 8. Anything non-sports-wise? Uh, well, Hard Knocks in season is still going with the Cardinals, so probably big <laughs> Trace McSorley episode. Maybe oh, some J.J. Watt on there. Uh, Encanto at the Hollywood Bowl special is on Disney+. Plus. Disney oh, don't Plus. let my kids find out about that. Well, it's they, on there. My, my son and Disney I, Plus. we were on the cruise this summer, my son and I, on the last night of the cruise, they were showing Encanto. Great. And we were both sitting there crying. <laughs> like, we were both. <laughs> oh, the real magic is the love for her family. Oh, God. It's the 45th Annual Kennedy Center uh, Honors. Uh, who was honored That's this year? I forgot. Because I saw some of the, like, this is pre-recorded. Y- yeah, uh, I know George Clooney's going to be there. But they normally had, Gladys like. Gladys Knight. Yeah, Gladys Knight. Yeah. Absolutely was yeah. this year, yeah. Uh, and The Wheel, of course, on NBC. It's going to be <laughs> Kate Flannery. You're all in on The Wheel. Kate Flannery from, from The, the office. office, yeah. Lonnie Love, Andy Richter. As you, well, you're all so. in on the Bricktacular. Too. Yeah, the Bricktacular and the, the only wheel. Thing, it was the only thing on well, there. There was actually other things going on. <laughs> you didn't have to include the wheel. <laughs> you chose to do that well, at this point. Well, I mean, now I'm looking up what the celebrity guests are. I'm like, all right, well, I got to share this. If, if you say if so. I'm looking this Kate Flannery. I, I like Kate Flannery. Don't Doesn't she do a, an office podcast now? Uh, are they still doing it? I, I want to say her and, uh, and Angela, Angela Kinsey, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. they're doing an office podcast. Um, uh, Brian Baumgartner, by the way, one of my favorite guests over the years that we had on the show. That guy is a ten. I love that dude. I think he also was doing like a p- competing podcast for a little while. You had Stan Lee on, and oh my god, this yeah, is just Ryan, what a Ryan Shell say. Well, yeah. you, it's not just that I had him on. I've played the clip a few times. The greatest moment of my life was at the end of the interview. Oh, hang on, I could share it. Today would have been Stan Lee's one hundredth birthday. It's a good way to end the show because it, it not only does it talk about Stan Lee, but it. It works for my ego as well. <laughs> um, so oh, I gotta see if I can find it. And then I, uh, we don't have a lot of time. We gotta wrap up because I got I got things to do. Um, the greatest moment of my life was how the in- interview ended. All right, is that is that it for totally tubular? Yes, that is. All it. right, totally tubular is. was also brought to you today by fan- pressboxonline.com/offers. Again, get there right now. They will not last forever. Pressboxonline.com/offers. Get there immediately. He needed to last through like January fourteenth because that's my brother's twenty first birthday. Oh, he's so had he's, he's had pressboxonline.com slash wait, offers waiting, open. He's until, been waiting for yes, this moment. Yes. All right, hang on. Pull up your email. I'm going to okay. send, I'm going to email you a link to the this clip, and we can. It's the greatest clip of literally my entire life. Um, thanks today to Mike Golick. Thanks also to um, uh, uh, Kevin Brown as well as to Drew. We'll get all of it up in the greatest hits section of the. Oh my God, it's so good. Tab at GlennClarkRadio.com. Um, Baltimore's own Melissa Stark will return to the show tomorrow. Of course, uh, Raven Steelers on NBC on Sunday night. She is the sideline reporter for Sunday Night Football, and um, uh, Matt Williamson. Matt Williamson will join us to preview the Steelers and stuff and things. Stuff and things. Ken Zalas. Oh right, is he yeah. coming in studio? He should be. Yeah. All right, we'll I'll, do, I'll make we'll sure do I, picks you know. with KZ in studio, and then I I will not be able to do the thing, but we'll you know it's it's what it is. Oh, uh, Tim from Bel Air sent me a heinous. Tim from Bel Air apparently has been glued to Barmageddon, and sent me an idea for the next side bet <laughs> that we'll run by everybody for tomorrow. Make make sure you get Carson's picks since he's. Okay. Where are you going? What are you doing? Golf. Oh, this a holes golfing. <laughs> you know we're off Friday, so. 
Yeah, I, it's yeah, all right. It's I've fine. had it's plans fine. to golf it's for fine. a while. Carson, you're doing this for it's fine. <laughs> I'm just busting your balls. Chill. It's, it's fine. I, I did kind of feel, for like a don't, half a second. You don't I feel remotely bad. bad. Just a little. Don't I felt a little bad for like a half bad. Second. And, we're and not, we're not. Pay, I paid you in beans. And then I we, we made you eat Oreos. Yeah. All right. Um, thanks to everybody at Pressbox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including the Baltimore County Police Department, Problem Gambling, Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, Costas, and the Maryland Jockey Club, Baltimore Area, Chick-fil-A Restaurants, Great Eights Memorabilia, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, Maryland Vascular Specialist, the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill, UMBC Athletics, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Carson at Carson Ware is how you follow him on Twitter sure. and uh, everywhere. everywhere, everywhere, and if you everywhere. real quick, I think uh, I think it's C two is the parking lot section. If you want to be there, I'm going to be at the Ravens game on Sunday. If you want to answer some questions for the oh, we're doing some thing, uh, fun TikTok. Yeah, if you content. I think it's C two section of the tailgate. Um, right. if you want to come answer some questions, love I'll it. be there. Love it, I love that. All right, very good. Uh, at Griffin underscore Bass for him at Glenn Clark Radio for us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Have a great. Wednesday evening, go Coppin State, hoops, Duke sucks, Ohio State sucks too, in honor of Stanley's 100th birthday and because legitimately it was the greatest moment of my life. This is how we end today's show. Is the man, Stan Lee, now joins us here on WNST. Thanks, and you're a hell of a good interviewer. I, I, I enjoyed talking I, I to you. I appreciate that, Stan. Thank you. Isolate that. Send it to literally everyone I know. Stan Lee just said to me, I was a good interviewer.